But um, it's whatever. Okay. Okay, Kim, what's a relationship to you go? Earn a spot. Damn. Um, a relationship to me. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I feel like I'm a stupid answer. Um, a relationship. Are you supposed to be getting video? Yeah, I'm gonna get you. Oh, okay, this is like a loaded I'm, question. I'm gonna get clips. Got it. This is a loaded question because it's a lot for me that entails a relationship. Obviously, like the commitment aspect, the um the consistency, like we need to, there's a clear indication that like it's just us. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, you know, keeping God first is, I don't know how to answer this, but like what I would want out of a relationship, I guess is how I'm gonna answer it. Because relationship to me is like the commitment level. Um, there's a clear indication we've had that conversation of like, we're in a relationship, you know, you're mine, I'm yours type shit, not a possessive weird way. But, you know, we're dating each other exclusively. So many caveats with you. That's what I'm saying. I don't know how to answer this. I don't want to be first. Just let it go. Okay, that's it. Yeah, no, I don't want to answer. answer. I don't know how to answer that. I really don't. Um, it has to be the person I'm dealing with for, like, we would know that situation. we're in a relationship. No, because some people will think a relationship is, oh, we had sex. I took you on some dates. You're my girlfriend. No, there has to be a conversation of us being in a relationship, what that looks like, and time spent beforehand. Why? Well, well, I've been known to jump into shit too fast. So now it's time spent beforehand knowing each other first. Okay. I don't know. This is why I'm a single person and men hate me. Your turn. Why me? I don't know. Oh, okay, well, I mean, the only thing that jumped out to me when you said what is a relationship was like partnership. Mm. Mm. But I feel like that's very vague. <laughs> well, I mean, see, I told you I'm not, being, I'm not being a partner with just anybody. Right. That's a fair answer. I just agree. feel like a lot of things can fall under partnership. Um, I think for me, because I like to take my time with getting to know somebody and I'll do, we could be doing relationship things, but in my mind, we're not a in a relationship until we have that conversation. Um, I think that a conversation has to be had for me just so that I can understand mainly what I can and cannot do um, right. and what I'm going to hold you to. Mm -hmm. um, but then for me, it's the intertwining of lives. So like, I'll... <sighs> you said hold on. No, 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 you're good, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm like... <laughs> time lapse, tamp, stamp, whatever you said. Just no, connect. No, no, time stamp is if you be like... Time stamp lapse, yo, just I, connect. Yo, I don't fuck with beep. That's the time. He said time lapse. <laughs> <laughs> Bing bong. Um, but for me, it's like the intertwining of lives. Like, I want to include you in, you know, in my circles, in my friend group, in my, you know, my whatever I have going on and I want to be included in what you have going on so that it looks like intertwining of families, like mm -hmm. including you in my decisions, like just that whole concept of just like really turning two into one. Right. Um, now, and I feel like I didn't do that before. So this is like a newfound revelation for me, but. Same. I feel yeah. like I don't really know how to answer that uh, because before you start answering, y'all need to like we've been recording for a little minute now. So oh, you, know, you want us to do the intro? Yeah, let's, let's go ahead and introduce <laughs> this thing. Okay, <laughs> who's doing the intro? It's fine. So hey, y'all, <laughs> we're back. Um, you got Brandy. It's Kim and it's Darielle, and we are the Take Control Podcast. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, so we were talking about what a relationship is to each of us. And I was going to add that I feel like I'm just kind of figuring out what a relationship is to me. Because before I feel like I was like in relationships and operating from like 
trauma and hurt and I hate niggas phase. And now that I'm like in therapy and actually working on myself and like what I want, then now I'm starting to realize like what I want from a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That's what I'm saying. I have a hard time answering that because I feel like there's a long list of what a relationship looks like to me. But the biggest thing, kind of both of you hit the points, is like that partnership level, that commitment level that we know we're intertwining things. We know we're taking this seriously. Like it's just us. Um, but to kind of speak to your point, like I agree with that aspect of like there's different things now that I require. Like my standards have always been high, but now they're a lot higher. Like mm-hmm. I may get looked at as crazy for cutting somebody off or something small, but like I've realized what the trauma has done to me on a um, medical standpoint. Like they talk about it shrinking your brain and like setting you backwards and all this stuff. And I can't to put me first. I can't do that to myself again. Like mm-hmm. I can't continue to shrink my brain and you know ruin myself so there's a lot that goes into what a new relationship would look like for me like the the godly standpoint the mental health feeling safe you know connections of friends and family and like shooting for longevity not just we're just kicking it i do have a question so i received that i hear that um my question is do you ever think that we can like therapize our friends or our partners because you've been to therapy and you have this newfound understanding do you ever feel like you take that into a relationship in a negative way because let's say you and I are in a relationship right and I haven't gone to therapy but I found other ways of like figuring out my shit right Mm -hmm. do you ever feel like you take your what you've learned in therapy and I for lack of a better term, over apply it to a situation because to an extent you have to kind of meet people where where they are. Mm-hmm. And grace is a real thing, right? Yeah. So like, do you ever feel like you do that or you have done that? I'm going to say no simply because my therapy journal journey is personal to me and it's about me being a better individual not only for myself but the people around me. Gotcha. So whatever I'm like I'm in therapy for the traumas that I've had from childhood, friendships, family, <clears throat> relationships and your story is different so for me to look at you and be like brandy you shouldn't be able to do that because blah you don't have the same background as me you don't have the same story as me your therapy journey would be completely different of mine whether say we both had the same traumas as a kid the way that you process is still different so Mm -hmm. it would never be fair for me to turn around and be like brandy i learned in therapy that you can't you can't operate that way why that's for me that's for me to be a better person to my friends my family my spouse, my job, anybody around me. You know what I mean? So I get you those people that do. And when I first started therapy, I probably did. I probably did look at some of my friends and family and be like, you can't do that because it never made me feel better than anyone because I was in therapy. It almost made me feel like I was less than and because therapy gets a negative, you know, mm-hmm. connotation. So it made me sometimes feel like, damn, like I'm damaged. And then I realized, no, therapy makes me one step ahead every time and it's not my job to project what I learned in therapy on anybody else well I feel like for me I do take things that I learned from therapy and apply it to my life like, mm-hmm. for example before therapy I lacked boundaries mm-hmm. so now moving forward it's like I'm saying no like yeah. no I'm not doing that no I'm not doing this like so I do apply it but I don't kind of like down other people for like how they feel and how they process things because I understand that people are different and um but i use it as a tool to kind of like teach other people what i've learned to see if it works for them right got it so what i'm hearing you guys say is that as it pertains to like partnership 
you'll take what you've learned and try to apply it where you can. But if the standard isn't met because you have this newfound understanding about yourself, you're mm-hmm. like, this doesn't work for me, so I need to take a step back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so my next question would be, do you think what you post on social media attracts a certain type of man? This could be like, I know some people talk about when we post stuff on our story, like, oh, that nigga don't care about that. For me, like, I have this one photo in particular that I will remove, archive, and add to my story on random moments. But I feel weird about having it on my page because I'm like, okay, I am in a bathing suit, which is, like, appropriate, but, like, my ass is out. And I feel like I have these moments where I'm like, girl, take that off your page because your husband might be looking at your page like, I don't want that type of woman. Mm. I think it. I think it does. I think it does attract a certain type of man. I really do. Um, I don't. For me, I transitioned my Instagram to more of a business platform because, to be honest, I got tired of, of niggas in my DMs. It still didn't work. Niggas play. I told some dude the other day, if you're not here to ask me about business, get out of my messages. No, you're not. But I transformed my page to business anyway because. I'm just, I'm moving different and I'm on a different level and I don't necessarily want to be out here all posed up and like, you know, sometimes I have the urge to post pictures like I almost did from my trip, but I feel like it doesn't align with what I'm looking for moving forward. Mm -hmm. And part of that is towards a man, you know what I mean? Like part of that is like, I don't know. I just, I feel like I've never been the person to promiscuously post out of insecurities not necessarily out of a man like because if a man wants you they're gonna want you regardless yes I agree though that like if they see somebody my one of my best guy friends told me this years ago he was like the way that your page is set up versus the way that these other girls page is set up you can tell that you're a classy about your business type of woman versus that woman you can probably finesse easier you probably can you know hit her and leave so I think your page does show men and people in general outside of men hmm. people in general what you're representing, but I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with mm-hmm. having a photo if it makes you comfortable. It makes me feel insecure to be half naked. It really does. Like, I feel like people are going to be, ooh, and I know I should, the cliche statement, don't care about other people's opinions. No, I don't feel like <laughs> being fucking bullied on the internet. So I think it could tie into a man yeah. being like, oh, okay. You know, because they clearly look at your page just like we look at dudes' pages. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Which is why I don't like having my bottle girl pictures on there either because... I don't know. It's very like cringy to be sexualized. Like, yeah, it's gross. men will be in your DMs like, "Ooh, sit on my face." Like, bro, <laughs> gross. Ew. It's just like the nerve. You're bold. <laughs> they, they judge people's pages anyway because if you notice, some jobs now will be like, "Give me your Instagram," because they're yeah. going to look at your people in general. That's what I'm saying, men or women. People are general in general. Go, will go look at your page to judge who you are, what you are, how you come across. Mm-hmm. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think that um, I kind of align with what you guys are saying, but then I feel like there's guys that come in my DM and, like, the ego in me is like, why would you even come in my DM? Like, you can't possibly think Mm -hmm. that you have a shot. So, like, and I don't say that to be, like, offensive, but it's like... I get it. You know what I mean? Like, if you know, you know. Yep. Um... I've had somebody tell me before, like, oh, looking at your Instagram, I thought you, like, were the type that, like, you want to be flown out and you want to do this and I got to do this and I got to do that. Is this a different Instagram than what I have? (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) It's actually the same one. It's just like, really? Um, I think that people are going to, like, 
believe whatever they want to believe because whereas like my page is full of selfies somebody might think that i'm self-absorbed but then on my stories it's like you know positive and my god kids and things like that Mm -hmm. so you think you got to be like super uptight or whatever the case may be and i you know particularly care i like niggas who like to wear sweats like (laughs) the brunch nigga boot like it's cool i don't know you mean so like i think it's gonna attract whatever it wants to attract but i think that there is intention behind what you post. Like, I'm not going to post myself new just because I don't feel comfortable doing so. You know what I mean? But somebody else might, and that's fine. You know what I mean? And whatever comes with that is either you, you know, you say no or you say, cool, what's up? You know? Right. So. Right. Mm-hmm. I still took it down. <laughs> yeah. Let me see this picture. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, obviously some men, like, are going to be like, ooh, but then... I mean, because I think even if I had the body that, like, in my mind I want, I still don't know if I would be comfortable with yeah. posting it. But that's just because... I feel like if I had the body, I would post shit. Well, I don't have service. This, it makes me uncomfortable to be like that. I got, I got one. This one. All right, I figured. Yes. Let me see. You see what I'm saying? Damn, baby! It's just giving, like... <laughs> Kill Chris. No. I think it's just a, I guess it's just a matter of what you because I don't necessarily think it's inappropriate there's some girls who are absolutely comfortable with posting things like that you know for whatever reason so I think it's just like I think it would give men motivation to talk to you because they want to like hmm. they want to see it and ever since I was like the butt of the joke on Facebook oh, I was yeah, just yeah, like yeah. cool and all that shit so it's just yeah. like I just yeah I mean that that <laughs> shot alone is going to make a man be like oh I'm getting it in DMs and see, yeah, and see yeah. if she'll bite back. But I mean, anything can set a man off. Like, right. it could just be the way you bite your lip or the way you <laughs> smile in a picture. Yeah. Like, it's, you know what I mean? Apparently, like, it's the way I organize closets that make <laughs> me crazy. Like, so she's right. It it's one be... of those things where, like, you can't think too much about it. Like, now I know for certain, like, the times where I have posted on my story and my titties are out. Like, niggas are <laughs> crazy in my DM, but it's like. Like, so I wasn't. I get it. For that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I get it. I get yeah. it. So it's, you know. That ass is ass. <laughs> Show in. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So if an ex reaches out to you and says that he messed up, what's gonna be your response? <laughs> Kim gonna say some smart shit. I know. So I stopped. <laughs> um. <clears throat> I know the fuck. It's like that's not what's gonna be. Um. First thing that came to my head is it would depend on who it was and how long and how the breakup went. If it was my last situation, I'd be like, I know I'm trying my hardest to get away. Like, it's not healthy. Leave it alone. Um, you will offer that much? Offer right. what? What you just said. Yeah. Okay. I don't give. Oh, yeah, I don't care. That's fair. I'd be like, no, I'm trying to, I'm good. There's clear indication that you messed up. Like, but like, I'm good. I need to take care of me. Heal, move on. And then if they come back with this giant ass text, I'm not doing all that. Um, but the healthy relationships I've had in the past that just ended, I'd be like, well, I guess it is what it is. Like, okay. So you're not letting your ex spin a block? I have in the past. And speaking of new relationship standards, fuck no. <laughs> never again. It never works out. It never will work out. Leave me the fuck alone. If we broke up, we broke up. Why though? Like, That's why an you interesting think, Why do you think it won't work again? Cause it I, I don't disagree with you. I just want you to Yeah, because it hasn't ever. I've tried to spin the block multiple times. The amount of U-turns I did, I should have new tires. <laughs> because me, I real quick, 
And I'm done doing that because every time I've done that is the abusive, manipulating stuff that I go through. I feel time. like it's disrespectful for yeah. a nigga to think he can even spin a block. Because why? You knew what type of woman I was when you was with me, but you didn't appreciate it. So why are you trying to come back and be like, oh, I fucked up. You think I'm just supposed to drop what I'm doing? Hmm. No. It's, it's enough. But I have spent the block. But for me, when I'm done, when I'm, times. When I'm, yes. <laughs> when I'm done with a nigga, like for real, for real, I, it's different. Like same. there's no going back. I don't love you the same Sex ain't the same. Chemistry's not like it's nothing. Like I can, we could have sex and I just feel nothing. Yeah. So it's just like I'm doing that in this, in the moment, just just to fucking do it, not because I want to be with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I agree. When I'm done, I'm done. Like it's scary. Yeah. It's like you never existed. Bye. But it takes us a while to get there. People like us that need new tires are spending the block Too so long. much. It takes us a minute to get there, but we're slowly. Tapping out. I watched this TikTok the other day. Dude had it on point. We're slowly mourning that relationship as we're as it's ending, and then when we're done. We're done. Mm-hmm. That's it. But Fair. you know, I'm trying to be different now. I'm trying to be. Uh, uh-uh, I ain't no spin the block. I'm done now. I'll just cry myself to sleep instead. Not cry my sleep when you and myself sleep while you laying next to me. I'm done now. Fuck. <laughs> okay. I think there's one ex that, like, if he came back and said, like, hey, I messed up. Hope he's watching. (laughs) I would entertain the conversation. Um, Only because I have a habit of when I'm frustrated, I can't see past my frustration. And there's not a lot of room for growth. There's not a lot of room for correction. There's not a lot of room for grace when I'm, like, pissed off that's kind of all I see um it wasn't a bad relationship he wasn't a bad person there was some things that I would absolutely need for him to change in order for us to work out and some things that I could also change as well um one being my my number one goal like I need to know that you got me you know Mm -hmm. what I mean and I think that people evolve and in retrospect you see what you can do differently so I think that if he had came to that awareness and then reached out and was like hey I messed up can we at least have a conversation I would entertain the conversation um I would go so far as to say I would maybe try again but I think like when the opportunity presented itself to show me something different if he didn't show me anything different then I would be like "Mm, yeah I'm cool but people grow they evolve I agree. They realize their mistakes and things can work out. A lot of times it doesn't, but you know, sometimes it does. I just feel like it would take a lot to like rebuild that spark that you had the first time. And I think that's the difference because for me, it wasn't necessarily that I didn't have sparks still there. It was just like, this is my non-negotiable. You've shown me more than once that like you don't care so i need to remove myself so do you feel like people would go back into old habits though that fast because they're it's not like they're getting to know a new person and they have to keep that guard up of moving different and changing but like they'll coast for a little bit and then get cozy again um i think if somebody was to do that then you need to show that your standard is still your standard and you need to back up you know what i mean like i now i wouldn't expect like if we broke up and then like a month later he's like oh i'm this new person like like no no you're not you know what i mean but like if some time passed you know what i mean and we're in different places in our lives and he can like fully understand like where he went wrong and i can understand where i went wrong because like i shared with you guys like i didn't when i was upset i didn't approach the conversation Mm -hmm. with delicacy you know what i mean like I absolutely would have been standoffish had I said what I said to him. So it's like, 
I understand that. So, like, if he could understand where my issue was and we could meet together on that, I would absolutely work it out with him. But, again, getting there is yeah. something totally different. So, it's heard. Mm. That's deep. Okay, so let's talk about Lori Harvey dating my man. Hey, y'all be jumping topics so crazy. Why? What's wrong with that? Nah, I'm just saying y'all be jumping topics crazy. Oh. By the way, this is Blaze from what we're talking about. Perfect. <laughs> Random voice. Um, so All the time. Last Sunday, I got threats, possibly, oh allegedly, gosh. from Here somebody on this podcast. <laughs> so I have the ladies over. I'm helping with some of the production of, of, of this particular episode. Um, I will say, as a, from a male perspective, oh, Lord that Jesus. you didn't ask for, that sometimes when you be away from somebody... You forget the things that you don't like about. I mean, that you that you don't like about them. You forget mm-hmm. them. You just miss them. Like, oh, I, mean, I remember all the good times. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you get back with them. Like, oh, I'm gonna spend the block. I don't and then like you, you realize, like, oh, that's right. I don't fuck with you. Right. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, them habits might. And like, see, the thing for me is, I don't forget the stuff I don't like. I have I a hard either. time remembering the things I do like. Thank you. you know that. It's oh. that. So that must be the man's problem. Yeah, that's our problem. They yeah. think they they focusing on the little good part, but we over here like you got me fucked up. Right idea, wrong chick. I forgot. Fuck. I forgot Dario's mouth is. She always run. She used to be talking crazy. I forgot. First of all, the last time she just you... posted that picture on Instagram the, in the bathing suit, and I forgot everything. With the booty, mean that's all I was saying. That's all I thought about. <laughs> the last time me and you been on the show together, we were not friends. Nah. Was really? that when we record? No, you did a separate episode by we yourself, didn't you? Yeah, I saw did, classics. Did, yeah. That was the last. Okay, we got, we got into it. We did. We got into it. We did. Like on the show. Before the show. Before. Oh, no, I wasn't me. there. Are we allowed that. to know why? You, Brandy was there. Brandy was not there. That was because I remember I was with Brandy before I came to the show at the church helping out. Uh, yes, yeah, I said I think you recorded by yourself because the yeah, last time I himself. remember being there, I was just kind of like watching him do his there. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But nah, but I don't even have an answer for you. <laughs> I can't tell you when me and her became these great friends. Like it was, it, it just, yeah. no, nah, it was like a miracle. I yeah. I woke up one day and like, we was close. And it was like, what happened? Like, I don't even like, this is the one that be, you know, she's a little. You said I was the last one out of me, Brandy and Lynn to get married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna need you well, damn. God, to give the people your answer now. <laughs> Still feel that way. No, I'm, I'm joking. Wow. <laughs> no, no. Listen. Wow. I, now, now that I know Dario, like Dario is very dear and dear to my heart, um, and I know um, some of the reasoning behind some of the outbursts, <laughs> and I'm sensitive to it now because that's that's my close friend. So to know her is to love her. Yeah, no, I for know. sure. And, and if you really get, and if and she doesn't really let a, let a lot of people in, but if you know her. You know. You know. Like she's it's, a beauty. It's, it's love. And mm-hmm. and she and her intentions are, are good. Yeah. To be honest with you. Um and that back from the from the surface, I'm looking back from almost a third party view, looking like, yo, what's up with her? I remember the first time she came into the studio at one oh seven. When we was at one oh seven five. We argued the first like as soon as she came in. <laughs> now Kim, you know me. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. me in business yeah, and you yeah, know yeah, me. Yeah. Everybody loves me. You're this like, what the hell? Yeah, 
No. The, the wing stop after, and the liquor. After the show. She oh, the fine. wing stop and the show. liquor. Oh, yeah, I thought did, she was talking this, about yeah. the, the group discussion with Take Control. I was like, we can just leave that. Oh, hell no. We're never looking at that. No, the, wing, the one that never made it to the airwaves. Mm-hmm. Did, did you, that one. You, I ended up in the hospital. I <laughs> oh, I ended up in the hospital, y'all. It's bad. What no, the hell? Projectile vomiting in Waffle House. It was horrible. <laughs> we were so... We were all in very different places at that time. In yeah. our lives. Yep. Like, you would think, how long ago was it? Maybe three or four years ago? No, it's, it had it's to be like 2018. Five years. Probably longer than that, because we only been doing what we talking, um, uh, what we talking about for, I think this is going on our fourth year. It was 2018, because we started recording in 2017. Lynn came on. It was in 2018, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> we was on that place, at that place out east. Yep. Yep. In Whitehall. Yep. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It was a wild night. We never even, I don't even think we ever, re- like, the recording part, it happened, but it was no real, like, episode. <laughs> Content. It was just y'all kicking in. <laughs> we were saying some wild stuff. It was a lot of shit going on. Send that to me. I was like, yeah, I listen. That's because I definitely still have it. Just in case. And it's really for Dario. In case Dario want to get crazy, I'm going to let him know. Y'all, I'm, I'm going to put that episode out if you don't calm down. Look, you better I'm pipe sick. down. Yeah, um, I we ain't gonna talk about that no more. All right. What's your next topic <laughs> about Lori, okay. Lori Harvey? Yes, now we're gonna talk about Lori Harvey because she's dating my man. And I don't appreciate that. And please don't talk about him because he's not ugly. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, um, Sister Lori Harvey is dating <laughs> Damson Interest. Stop. Kim's touching me. No. 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 <laughs> and. <laughs> Um, I feel like she's getting a lot of hate and backlash because she was just dating Michael B. Jordan. And before that, she was dating who? Future? Future. But wasn't Michael B. Jordan like a year ago when they broke up? It was pretty recent. Yeah, that wasn't a year. It wasn't a year. That was like six months, maybe. Maybe said, less than that. We said two years on our show yesterday. No, it was less than that. that. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, we didn't research on that. That was yeah. recent, yeah. 2022 at some point. Yeah. Yes. Uh, here's the thing. I think what people fail to realize is that she has a certain level of status and fame and access and money, right? So that makes the dating pool even smaller for her. Just like if you look at, you know, our dating pool, there's only so many people that we can choose from or men that would choose us. You know what I mean? So people are knocking her, but it's like, well, who's she supposed to date? You know what I mean? Like, She's I feel a, like it just looks so bad because she's famous. True. Right? I, I don't, yeah, I don't disagree. And, of course, she's going to be in the headline, so it's going to be a thing. Yeah. But I'm like, for y'all to be like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, she didn't heal. She didn't do this. She didn't do that. You know, They could have came to a mutual understanding that the relationship just didn't work. You know what I mean? Well, I saw some article recently. I don't know how true this is because, you know, it's gossip. But, like... Apparently, things ended because he was still in contact and messing around with his ex-girlfriend. Michael B. Jordan. Yes. Don't talk about my man. I'm sorry, but <sighs> you know that everybody thinks... They <laughs> they don't, that he doesn't like black women, so they feel like he <laughs> dated Lori for his image. Mm. I mean... I mean, besides her, all, all his other girls... I think everybody that he's ever right been now. tied to was white, white. women. That's another reason why I mean, I the hair's blonde. I'm kind of. Yo, you. Far I could be biracial. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, but you know, I, I'm not bad at her. I'm not bad at her. Um, I think that if I had to like just speculate, 
I think that she's doing the right thing. Like you date and you enjoy yourself. And if it doesn't work out, you move on and you continue on with your life. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, I feel like that's what we should be doing. But we don't really follow those rules. Like we stay in situations way too long. And, it, you know. Yeah, all of this stuff that requires healing. Like, granted, you know what I mean? Like there's a certain level of grieving that comes with a breakup. But it could be a mutual breakup. And you're fine. You know what I mean? You might miss that person, but there's nothing wrong with you going out and dating other people. Like, yeah. let that girl live. She's 25, 26. Like, yeah, we she's was all young. doing the same thing Yeah, at that age. So, so yeah, niggas can shut up about it. I was being traumatized at that age, so must be nice. Oh, sorry. <laughs> don't, don't do that. We don't want to be crying. I'm, playing, I'm not about to cry about it. I'm healed and getting your book. <laughs> okay, so my next question will be, why do you think men judge women for who they date, their body count, and all that shit? Because they're conditioned to. Or are they just insecure? I mean, Blaze. Yeah, I mean, you can just put a whole put all that into a gumbo and just create a gumbo of a whole lot of different issues. Mm-hmm. It's a ton of immaturity. Um, as black people, we do this a lot. We care about who you dated before, and we shouldn't. So do you mean to tell me that I'm about to miss out on my whole life? That's my thought. Because I, you messed up, you messed with such and such back in 2012. Like right. I'm not about to miss my wife over somebody she messed with in 2012. Right. As long as it's not my brother, as long as it's not literally Anthony Nolan, my brother, I'm good. But what if it's in your circle, like a friend or a friend of your friend, and you got to see this person all the time? That wouldn't bother you? Yeah, I'm going to opt out. I just told the fellas last night I wouldn't deal with nobody who they dealt with on the podcast. Like, mm-hmm. this is my brother, so like, we're really close. And I feel like sometimes as men, we don't take the L and be like, you know what, we're going to just go and opt out of this situation and just, for the betterment of the crew, move on and... <laughs> and, 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 and not do that. But at, even with that, though, if it's your wife, though. But you don't know that at the time. No, nah, you don't know that at the time. That's the, that's the risk that you got to take. But I think that you saying, is it your wife, implies that you believe in, like, soulmates. And there's just, like, one person out here that's made for you. I don't know if I necessarily believe that. It's, like, how many people A lot. on the planet? point. Whatever you say, we're going to roll Seven billion, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, anybody could be my husband. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm ready and he's ready and we make it work and we're happy together and we're building a life together, anybody could fall in that category. Now, I'm not going to date somebody that Kim dated or that Darielle dated. You know what I mean? But, like... Why not, though? Why not? But, okay, what, okay, it's levels to it. <laughs> what if it just was a situation, like, you know... That it was a one-off. Okay, if I'm being completely honest, there's probably only one person that has ties between me and one other person on this podcast that if it was ever to go that way, I wouldn't pass it up. Mm, let's go. Let's go, Brady. Wait. <laughs> but it's different. And I don't feel like about? getting into the whole... Ex- who are we talking about? You know who we're talking about. Who we was just talking about? Yes. Okay. Only because... But I knew that. Yeah. Because y'all have a plan. Or y'all had a plan. We have a plan. Allegedly. They have a plan. We have a plan. Allegedly, you have a plan. You know what? They killed like, what's going on? Y'all talked about before we got here. I don't care. No. I don't care. He doesn't listen. Go ahead. It's my best friend. We've been best friends for years. Nothing there. He has a past with Darielle. 
Okay. After him and I were best friends. Mm-hmm. Allegedly has a past. <laughs> Allegedly, yes. <laughs> but we've always said that, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. if we don't end up with people, we would have a child together. Just because it yeah. just... It just is what it is. That's the only person, and like I said, I think she knows that, that, like, if 10 years down the line, him and I ended up somehow miraculously... Because I don't even see him like that, to be completely mm-hmm. honest. I just want the baby and the benefits. <laughs> Benefits, by the way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that she that that would be like the only person. But other than that, like I'm not sharing exes with yeah nobody. Like I agree. Okay, so what if it was a situation where a guy tried to talk to you, right? Mm-hmm. But you either turned him down or y'all tried, and he was like, mm, "This is not working out." But then he tried to talk to your friend, um, or vice versa. That has happened to me before. There was an ex that he had like some text communication with my best friend. I didn't know about it, but when he approached me, he told me and her and I had a conversation and mm-hmm. she was like, oh, it wasn't nothing like that. We exchanged a few text messages here and there. Like mm-hmm. I kind of know a couple of things about him, but nothing like that. And so him and I ended up dating and then come to find out I had a past with one of his friends. Mm-hmm. He didn't care. I'm sure he knew, but it just didn't, it didn't matter. So I think it's like one of those things where like, you just kind of got to gauge it. Like I would feel some way if like y'all was having sex and like, you know what I mean? Right, like right, all right. of that. But like if people exchange and communicate all the time. So like, if that's going to stop me from like somebody that I could have a good thing with, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I would go about it the right way. Like I would inform somebody like my friends or you guys like, hey, you know, this person, you know, we've been kind of exchanging. And I would say it up front, because then we could just dead it right there. I have right. an investment into you. I'd be like, hey, this person DM me, asked to take me out. I was thinking about going. How do you feel? If you're like it's enough for me, then it's enough for me. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So Yeah. I was gonna say this hasn't happened to me in a while. I think it happened a lot when I was in like high school and like early twenties. Um, but I, nowadays, like, like if a man flirts with me or something like that, and then I see that him and my friend are like trying to take each other serious, I'm like, oh, by the way, he flirted with me, but it was nothing. So I wouldn't feel no type of way. And to be real, I don't talk about men unless I'm trying to take them serious. So I wouldn't blame my friend if they had no freaking idea that I had any type of interaction with this person or mess with this person that like, you wouldn't know. The only people that I talk about is literally somebody that I'm trying to take serious and like, damn, like I could really see myself with this person. Mm-hmm. So if you try that person after I've dated them or I told you like I'm trying to, you know, then I would feel some type of way. But there's so many men that have flirted with me. Like even if I sat down on one date with somebody and then let's say Maya ends up like, hey, like they message me. OK, have fun. Like you said, I didn't have sex with this person. They weren't my boyfriend. Like we weren't speaking marriage like. Okay, it didn't work out for me. It probably work out for you. Or if it's like some fake boyfriend from middle school girl. Yeah, like, fuck. yeah that don't count. I don't we have we have one dude, and he never tried. Probably me. even high school. I've been out of high school what fifteen years now. Like, yeah, have at it. I, we have one dude, and I had he never tried me because we had been friends since we were like eight years old. But he dated everybody in my crew in middle school, and if they ran it again, I'd be like, go ahead, go ahead. I'd be proud of y'all. Like, but it's yeah. so funny how they used to pass around like. We'll That's so weird. I don't know. I don't care. Even if it was somebody from like two years ago. But there is certain people because I'm very possessive, possessive there person are that limits. are off fucking limits. I don't For care sure. if I didn't date them in 30 fucking years. <laughs> if you look at them the wrong way, I, I have beef with you. That's, that's fair. I'm yeah. not mad at that. There are certain people who are off limits. I do agree. <sighs> you, you are you saying you're possessive is an understatement, just for the record. <laughs> Okay. You're insane when it comes to that, okay? Okay, 
Okay. <laughs> Tell everybody my business. <laughs> they already think I'm crazy anyway. Okay, so I've had a situation where I've had two friends try to talk to me at the same time. And one one person knew, but the other person didn't know. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't interested in either one of them, but I still felt bad. Mm-hmm. But one of them was a female and one was a guy. Ooh. Oh my God. Skip that one. Scandalous. Wait a minute. It's just, it was, okay, let me tell y'all what happened. Like, I, I'm not, I don't date women. I'm not interested in dating women. But I was working one night and it was a specific type of night. I'm not going to say. I don't want to offend anybody. And this person, she was like following me around, trying to get my attention the whole entire time. So at one point, I just gave up and was like, what's up? Like, what do you want? Oh, can I have your number? Blah, blah, blah. I gave the person my number. And we were just texting. And it was just like, cool. And whenever she would be like, oh, can I take you out? I would just like dodge your question or not respond. Because it was weird for one. Because again, I don't date women. And two, like... Her whole friend, like, damn near best friend, he was interested in me. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, what the fuck do I do? So I told him about it, and he thought it was funny. <laughs> but I just end up not even talking to anyone. <laughs> Either one. <laughs> yeah. Why? I wasn't interested. That's, a, that's the end of the story? That's the end of the story. Okay. Both of them asked me on a date. I didn't go with either one. Mm-hmm. So I think my question is more so why did you dodge her asking to take you out instead of just saying I'm not interested in women? Because I don't like um I don't know, I'll be feeling bad. I don't like hurting people's feelings. That's fair. Me too. That's so. fair. Okay. But I need to stop doing that shit. Say, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you been a whole situation because you ain't want to hurt her feelings. I know. <laughs> Anyways. That was I'll bad. tell you real quick. I ain't mentally up for it, buddy. Bye. Uh I've never had two people, two friends try to talk to me at the same time. <clears throat> I have had um, friends or same circle, whatever you want to say, that I've entertained or dealt with at different times, like years apart. And I told the one that I had happened to be a little bit more serious with, and he was like, I don't care. He was like, most of the time, it intertwines between the two of us anyway. And I was like, okay. Like, <laughs> so I was going to ask, every time y'all meet someone and y'all know that they know someone you used to deal with, do you tell them up front? Or is there some stuff that you keep to yourself? I think it for me it depends on how serious I'm how serious I'm trying to take the person. Yeah. If I'm trying to take the person serious, like I'm gonna just get it all up front. Like if it's a problem for you, let me know, cool, cut it, nip it, burn it, tie it, all that. Same. But if it's just like, oh, you trying to take me on some dates, I'm not gonna touch your dick. But if you're trying to take me on some dates, you just wanna kick it, cool, it's not your business. But if that's someone that's about to be my partner, like long term type shit, I'm be like, you know I know, bro, right? But here, I here's how I know and it backfired. <laughs> Yeah, it will. Sometimes it do. I mean, I think you just got to be... At this point, you just got to be honest. Whatever happens, happens. If it don't work out, cool. If it works out, cool. Yeah. Like, I was honest with you. You can't say that right. I kept anything from you. If you decide that I'm not it, or there's the glass ceiling that Blaze referenced earlier before we recorded, <laughs> then cool. Yeah, like, like you rather hear it from me as the person that's about to step into a relationship with you versus, like dude see us out, and then he sends you a little slick text later, or say something to you later, like, oh, you already know, like... So, and I think By it also... Way, that's hate. Yeah. It's definitely hate. <laughs> like, it's definitely but hate. But niggas do that. Yeah, There's been sure, plenty of, sure. like, like my last relationship, just, it wasn't the best, but there were so many dudes that would purposely try to insert 
and they didn't realize the type of punishment I would get from them making the smallest comment. Even to, I went on a date with her five years ago. I would not hear the end of it. I would never hear the end of it. And it used to piss me off towards that other person. But then I also had to realize it's the person that I'm in a relationship with that would never let it go. Mm-hmm. Five years ago, we went on a date. You didn't fucking tell me. You're lying to me. That's that shit I'm talking about. And I'm like, what? That's insecurity. Yeah, so it was so, like, that hate or not, that shit to me, like, there's so many niggas that would do it. And that shit to me is so damn petty that, like, it triggers the fuck out of me when somebody does that. Yeah, it's, it's unsolicited information like if i'm not seeking out that information why are you like i feel like you're trying to come between this yeah Yeah, they did did. and i was like cool we went on like one fucking date and i'm gonna get punished for it for the whole fucking relationship love you bye Mm. but um to answer your question i know kim was funny like this a lot of people don't uh dariel says to this day and it still bothers me that there's somebody that she knows that thinks I am like the worst person on the fucking planet. And Dariel's like, just say something to her. It's fine. They're like, no, she's awful. And she, Dariel's like, she's literally funny and so selfless. And like, she's amazing. And they're like, I'm not even going to try it. And it bothers me. It bothers me. Because I said, Dariel, do I know them? She's like, yeah, actually. And I'm like, who the fuck is it? Anyway. Thank you, guys. You want, you want to tell her who it is on the show? Thank you so no. much. Awesome. She's not going to ever tell me. She was like, I just don't want to say anything. And I'm like, I need to know who the fuck it is. And now I'm about to start paying attention a little more. <laughs> um, she'll tell me like when I'm dying, which is fine. As long as I hear it before I die. Okay. Um, but to answer the question, uh, same thing with you. It was oftentimes it would be like, you know, years later or however long later, like it'd be like same friend group, but different timing. Mm-hmm. I just want to know when do all these niggas become friends? I know. Columbus. We've been friends. Oh, Hell no. They're We've not been friends. friends. But like basketball these... together. Right. right. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of y'all ain't been friends. So first of all, friend is a strong word. Because we only got but every four time, friends. My bro, my That's bro. Like, friends. It's a Columbus thing. Like we're not really friends. Like we don't. Like at the end of the day. And guess what? If they had an opportunity, if I'm dealing with you and they had an opportunity to deal with you, they're going to deal with you. Absolutely. That's what I'm like. I'm not responsible for who you play basketball with. People say that a lot. (laughs) Not who you play basketball with. (laughs) Yeah, but I had two. Apparently, the dude literally said my BF, which is his best friend. And I had a situation probably a month or two ago. Probably a month ago. Um, This dude walked up to me when I was in Newark and Mm -hmm. was talking to me. He's in the same section as bro. Walks up to me, talks to me. Um... And then the next, he asked me for my Instagram. I gave him my Instagram. The next day, his friend follows me on Instagram. And I'm like, I remember the name. And somebody was like, oh, this is so-and-so section. And I was like, Well, maybe they, they both thought you were attractive. But I was like, how would this person have found me if I didn't even speak to this person? I've never even seen this person in my entire life. How would you find me that fast? And I already knew where it came from. Because your dude tried to hit on mm-hmm. me, and here you come. So I have a question. Do you guys, have you ever had a homegirl who dealt with somebody and you were interested in the person that they dealt with or just curious about them. Has that ever happened? Um, no, I feel like I'm always the person that my it friends... Be- yes. I was going to say no because my friends have a very yeah. weird, different taste than I do. Mm-hmm. Like, we all like black men, but there's... One of them is straight hood, straight ghetto. The other one is like, I like abuse. The oh, other one God. is like... <laughs> what? Yeah, like, she'll like... She will just no, let no, somebody no. just stop, do whatever. Stop. And I'm like, mm. and then our taste is just different. It's just different. We all like black men, but I'm like, why would you pick that nigga right there? Like, you going to tell me that you didn't see the sign on date one when he said that crazy shit to you? 
I just, I liked it. Okay, cool. Not my business. So no, that has never happened to me. Got it. But the double, the double friends recently happened to me and it blew my mind. And I told both of them, like, look, I'm not interested in dating either one of y'all. I'm not interested in none of that. Like, y'all can take but, that somewhere else. What they're saying, though, like, what I think maybe what Brandon was trying to say, but what if they just thought you were pretty independently? Then just say that. No, what I'm saying is, like, they don't know that, like... No, dude literally told me, I said, you know that, like, your friend literally walked up to me that night and asked me for my Instagram. He goes, yeah, that's my best friend. I said, because so how did... Because saw it. But I said, so how did you find my Instagram? He was like, I asked him for it after he followed you. But what if he didn't know? What? What if he just went on there and seen that, like a new follower? What? So you stalking your best friend's page like that? Not necessarily. I think we think too much about this. I don't think men, I don't think their minds work like that. Do they? No. <laughs> no Not typically. I yeah, straight up asked him. I don't give a fuck. I said, how the fuck did you find my Instagram? He's like, my dude he talked to you the day before seen, and I asked him for it. Yeah, he probably seen dude talking to you. There was no extra additional thought behind that. And so then he asked his homeboy. The homeboy had no additional thought about why he was asking. Gave him your Instagram and then he followed you. Either way, both And this is what we do too. This is what we do. Hey, bro. Like, who was that? Oh, man, yeah. this little chick I just ran up on. Decided to throw it. <laughs> man, like, what's up with her? Like, oh, man, I has got her Instagram. Bro, let me get... Like, that's the, how the conversation yeah, goes. That's weird, though. Even if the initial guy fell in love with you in the moment, like, that's in the world. so... Men uh, don't think like we think. So we think what? what is... Z. So it, neither one of them... So here's my question. I'm not interested in either one of them, and I was like, ew, both of you, bye. But here's my question. If I decided, oh, I'm about to go with bro, other dude ain't about to be salty? So super. But he won't say party. it, though. He won't say it, but he... At home, listening to Carl Thomas. But to me, that's y'all. Y'all are playing the game of who's gonna grab first. Not nah, for sure. But then, but so one thing that we don't do is men. We don't talk about the people that we really like, right? Mm -hmm. So if, now, this case, you don't know these people. But let's say if they one of them really liked you, we're not gonna. That's not a conversation that we're gonna have on what we talking about. Like, man, bro, shorty, super dope. We don't do that. <laughs> We like, man. No, somebody talk about me like that, like, dang, like, y'all don't even know about her for real. Like, that's, that's my girl. <laughs> that's my little cinnamon apple. Nah, I ain't doing that. Why? We ain't doing that. You've you been kicking it with Shorty for months. You're not about to tell your homeboy, like, dude, I met this dope ass girl. Like, I really like her for real. I think no, I'm about to take her home. No, no, they're what not. What the fuck? Absolutely not. Why? Nah. I've heard my, my best guy us, friends. We're planning our future. <laughs> what our babies going to look I've heard my best guy friends do it to each other. Like, when they're about to tell somebody that they want to be a. So-and-so's girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever the fuck the term is. I've heard my guy, I've sat in front of my guy friends and watched them talk about it. Yeah, it's not, it's not nothing I'm familiar with. It's, it's, you know what happens more often than not, I don't participate in this, but a lot of fronting goes on. Mm. Like, you could love her. You might be telling the homies, like, bro. Like, ew. My, that's my little freak. You know what I mean? Like, she come through. You know what I mean? Y'all gotta start calling y'all's niggas out. Like, you love her, bro. Shut up. <laughs> right. I, I'm that friend. I'm like, bro, like, call and tell you love her right now. You are. Yeah, I am. I'm, 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 like, like, what the fuck? Like, what we doing? Like. Interesting. Yeah, so. Either I, way, I ain't going. Y'all kiss my ass. But what if you were interested in one of them? That was my question. How would they react? Who cares? Why do you fuck? care? I don't know how to answer that. Why do I care if one gives a fuck? I don't, I guess. Oh, okay. I'm just... I guess I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I guess, like, kind of, I don't want to be mean, but, like, fuck you. Yeah. Buddy one, fuck you. So, have you ever had a situation 
when you told a person like, oh, I used to deal with so-and-so and they lied and made it seem like they didn't even know that person yeah. like that or they didn't fuck with that person like that? Yeah. Yes. That cost me a lot of drama, actually. Yeah. Same. That like still will not die to this day. Yeah. And it's been almost a year. Like that was actually a really horrific time for me. Because <laughs> the conversation got downplayed that like one dude didn't know the dude that I was dating. And then to come to find out they had a separate private conversation I'm getting cussed out at work by both of them. And then they're calling external people they've never met. It was, it was a lot. So yeah. Wow. Never again. Yeah. I'm like, why are y'all lying? Why are y'all lying? And it's niggas that are lying. Y'all want to talk about females, how what? females move. Maybe I'm confused. What's going on? What's happening? Like, 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 what? The question? This? Yeah, explain this again. What, what's going on? So, okay. So I asked, have they ever told a guy that they used to deal with somebody that they feel like are in the same circle? Mm-hmm. They might have mutual friends. And he lied and downplayed how much he was the cool with the other person. with that guy. Yes. With the dudes. Like, he's like, oh, not, I don't really know him like that. Yes. Like, but you know, we're just acquaintances. Yeah, that happened. Lie. I'm, I'm, I'm that was my lie. question. I don't know, but that happened to me, right? So I was going on a date with this guy. wasn't really interested, but you know, as I got to know him, we were having a blast. So I'm like, okay, before this gets too serious, I used to mess with so and so. I know y'all have mutual friends. Just put it out there. Oh, that's no problem. He and my friend like that. I mean, we ain't cool like that. Whatever, whatever. So I'm like, all right, cool. We moving forward. Later on, I find out they was like this. Like, so what do, you, what do you mean? Like, how did you find out that they was like? Because the close? other person told me they can't me. see you on the like they can't like the camera's not. On oh, the other can't. person told me, like, damn, you fuck with him. Like, I consider him my bro. Like, I would shoot somebody for this man type oh, shit, man. or I've helped him not get his ass beat type shit. And I'm like, damn, he ain't say that. Maybe he don't say it the same way. No, they lie that bad because they want the girl that bad. That's what That's that is. That's it. I feel like That's they lie because is. then as we're moving forward, now it's, I don't want you around this person. I don't want you where this person going to be. I don't yeah. want you being friends with this person. Like, all that. And I'm yeah. like, well, if y'all ain't cool like that. What is the problem? Right. Yeah, they want the girl that bad because dude that was trying to spit to me was lying about how close my ex and I, ex and him were. And so I went on a date with him and everything. It was casual. It was cool. We hung around each other for maybe an hour or so. Um, my ex finds out, out about it because I ain't gonna lie, I'm a single person. He finds out about it and he's like, oh, you didn't know how, like, I helped this dude, like, when he was going through X, Y, and Z. And I was like, no, I had no idea. And I sat down with him because I've known him for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. Sat down with him because he tried to step to me. And I made it clear, like, look, I'm not looking for that, but we can sit down as friends. That shit blew up so bad <laughs> that, like, to this day, I'm not getting invited to certain things because this person took it upon themselves to call extra people and be like, oh, did you know that she knew those? Like, it blew up so bad mm. that I was like, oh, okay, cool. I guess I'm going to sit in the house forever because the way y'all move in, mm. it's too much. It's too much. My situation was a little bit different. Um, my ex and I were living together when I found out that he was friends with somebody from my past. Mm. And so I told him, you know, but by that time we... Sharing a household, you know what I mean? But had I known, and I think that he knew and didn't say nothing to me, which I kind of felt a way about that because had mm. I known, I wouldn't have talked to him because the mm, person, right. mm-hmm. the friend, I was actually feeling and I, I fucked it up like a mm. lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, had I known, I wouldn't have continued with the person. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I ain't never tried it, but pussy obviously a hell of a drug. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Because my thing is like, we already in this shit. So it's like kind of no going back, but damn, like you could have been honest. That's because they want it that bad. <sighs> That's so gross. 
Is it gross? Is it really that gross? It's that gross. It's just, it's terrifying, <laughs> is what it is. It's like, it's not that bad, y'all. Like, because it's like, I feel like it if, is. It's, if it's us, like, a nigga is not going for that. I know you say y'all don't care, but there is something that's not going no, for talk, that. No, let's talk about it. What do you mean? Like, I just feel like it's... If she was lying about, like, a shorty, like, I'm not even close to her for real. It wouldn't matter to us anyway. The whole conversation would be moot. Why? I don't care who you're cool with. Why does it matter who you're cool with? I don't know. I don't think men care, but I think he said the glass ceiling is there for some situations. I just feel like there's certain things that we can get over and look past that men cannot. Yeah. But the glass ceiling, though, Brandon. So what we were referring to before the show, I said once sometimes you can be one to date a girl and then find out that she hit one of the homies, and then mm-hmm. men will put a glass ceiling there, like okay, this is the top line that she's. Yeah. Gonna so you're get not to. gonna take her serious. You don't take her as serious as you might have if you didn't have that information. But let's be honest with you. That's an immature conversation like why like she messed with the homie five years ago like what does it matter like why are we putting this like she's a different person than what she was even but what is messing with like actually physical or like y'all just talking i mean fucking yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. okay but if it was but if they didn't fuck then it's cool you said what but they didn't fuck it's cool okay y'all don't even know each other y'all had a middle school relationship (laughs) what the fuck just wanted to when do we cross over to the like when does it go from fucking <laughs> to sex to making love? Like the definite, like, oh, I fucked her. Well, I had sex with her. About. I, I, I made love with her. Like, we're, like, fucked her, had sex with her, made love with her. I just, I don't know. It's a crazy concept to me when you really think about it. Now, I got my boundaries in my, like, okay, no, I'm not going to do that. But, like, when you think about it, we damn near 40. Like, I mean, for real. I'm not going to lie. I'm not a hoe, but, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> It's still tight. It's still do what it needs to do. Like, what's the issue? You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to be good. Here. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I love like, it. I love it, Brandy. Talk your shit. <laughs> I'm just saying. I treat you good. You treat me good. We seem to work. We get along. I like you. Like, I don't we know really what... talking about something that happened. For me, it's just an image thing. Like, I feel like. It's a, it's, it's a you versus you. I'm saying this because I love it. But I also feel like men want their woman to have a certain image. Like, y'all don't think so? Your, your man have a certain image you doing too much you're you do like you, you're doing too much you asking for too much here's the image that we're trying to protect hey there's eight people in my crew if you hit six of them it might be a problem god damn I mean, six is over jesus but that's what we, we don't want the super hope right we want the, we want the secret okay <laughs> um i mean but we want the same thing yeah it's fine i'm like no i do not like, i'm not saying i'm It's crazy. Like I said before, no. we started recording. Like, is he gonna be your best man? Is he yeah. even invited to the wedding? Like, I mean, probably not. Is he coming to the surprise birthday parties that I'm gonna throw you? Like, I just. But that could happen because, or not necessarily his birthday parties, but if they got mutual friends, y'all gonna be in the same room. Well, mm-hmm. guess what? Guess who getting it now? Like, I just, you know how good it is. Guess who getting it now? Listen, my, my beloved. <laughs> Said on our show last week, she was like, this is why women love tomorrows. I'm talking about Lynn. She said, I love tomorrows because just because you can hit it today don't mean you can hit it tomorrow. Exactly. But I don't even like that men even have before because it's just like, 
they take that one or maybe two, three times and they just run with it forever. But and you know it's what? Just like, Act like you don't know me. But the thing is, the pussy that it was five years ago ain't the pussy that it is today. So I just... And if you can't get it, it don't matter. Like, if, they, if that person can't get to mm. the pussy, then it doesn't matter. Like, like I'm, more, I'm more mature. <laughs> I'm going to be... I'm going to throw it out there. I'm more mature, but... That's really what it comes down to. It's like we be worrying about the as a black people, the we worry about the wrong thing. shit. That's fine because I'm getting on Christian mingle tonight, and I'm not I'm saying done. I'm not caught up in the same thought because I am. But I'm, I'm just done. saying like when you really think about it, like if this is an experience that you could share with somebody, whether it gets to marriage or it doesn't, but like you really like this person, they really like you. Are we really worried about outside of like my best best friend, like? Oh, yeah. talking about? I, only, about? I ah. only dealt with one person that literally pressed me from the time I started sexual activity to current day and I will never do that shit again because I agree what the fuck does it matter it doesn't matter like you said unless it's my besties and my cousins and shit like okay I gotta see shorty out anyway and I wouldn't have fucking known unless you told me I gotta see her out anyway before I even met you because when you're thinking about it like you really at that point you start limiting yourself on what you can do like if I'm worried about you fucking the girl who give me my bundles. You know what I mean? Like, or like. <laughs> then you gotta move. Space. No, we got a relationship. Or like, do my makeup. No, y'all might not be friends, but y'all have a relationship. Y'all get together, you get your services, and y'all chit chatting, and y'all talking about life. And outside of my services, I don't see you. No, that's weird. Cause now I don't want you touching my face. Why? That's weird. That's weird. So, I mean, I hear you. I receive it because I'm not going to date my last time. I don't even <laughs> want you liking the bitch's pictures. Like, <laughs> no. No. Can I tell you a story about me liking one of Daryl's pictures real quick? Sure. All right, let me sure. tell you a story. In my last relationship, uh, well, for my, don't, don't worry don't, about don't. it. Yeah. <laughs> so listen, so Daryl had went out of town, right? Um, she posted on this particular post, there was, 11, 12 pictures. This is my fucking friend. I look at the first three or four. Bam! Light! I didn't know that paid on the 12th one. The, the, the sun was out and the buns was out. I didn't know this. The type of bicker that I received for liking this post. I was like, I didn't even know that picture was... The other pictures was food, views, <laughs> nothing of me. <laughs> right, right. So people, people can be immature. Like, yeah. It, it, it's like, it doesn't make any sense. And... We deal with that a lot as black people because we'd be worried about the, the wrong, wrong thing. shit. Like if you if you love if you love that person, it don't matter. And when I when you think it about does. it again, this is me and my logical you. brain. A lot of the times when I'm scrolling, I see something, it catches my eye, piques my interest in some sort. I like it. I'm not thinking about any of that extra stuff. I'm not mm -hmm. thinking about oh well, what is my person gonna say or like does this person think i want to fuck because i like their picture no like well, people I, it's just, do think like that you're right they need to check themselves but again <laughs> that's my logical brain like y'all tripping like people really make a big deal out of social media mm -hmm. and you know dad says that instagram is the worst thing that's ever happened to black people facts mm. i don't disagree Elaborate. um as a matter of fact there's a, a rap artist and he had a song called cia and it's there for crack Instagram AIDS. <laughs> Got it. The three things that are the worst things that ever happened to black people. Um, yeah, it's, it, it controls too much of our narrative. Um, I don't know. I just feel like um, you got to be careful. As me, personally, I'm careful with what I like. I'm just being real with you. You should be. Same. That's sad. That don't bother y'all, though. <laughs> That's sad. 
Oh, I thought you meant what you like in a person. No, he oh, means on Instagram. No, literally, what I, I, I like. This I literally, like the, the post that I just spoke about, I wouldn't have liked it if I'd have known that that picture was there. Yeah. That's sad that somebody has and that's my their life like platonic that. friend. Would you, know you do? Would you do that outside of a relationship? If you saw the photo, would you like it? Probably not. Oh, see, I'm just then you're just sticking to yourself. I'm just programmed to be like, All right, right, you're sticking to yourself. I'm the same way, like that single or relationship. I stick to like there's certain stuff. I mean, sometimes I just, I just take it petty. Like I'm like I know that's like one of like my cousins, but I'm not gonna like it because it's my cousin. I'm gonna like it if I like the photo. Mm. I'm gonna like it because my cousin posted her two year old. I don't mm. give a shit. Mm. I'm gonna like it if she talks about cooking because I like cooking. Right. But that's what I do in general. I don't like everything just because I'm like, damn, that's gonna be a fire pitch that blows up. Mm. I don't give a fuck. My cousin could have her ass out. She's built nice. I'm not gonna like it. I'm gonna like the one of her making fucking gumbo because I like it. Mm. No, I mean, I'll be honest. If I see a female post and she got her ass out and her ass look nice, I'm gonna like the picture, I, but to me, my brain isn't saying like, "I want to sleep with you," or like, it, it, my my brain doesn't correlate that to that. So for me, like, that is one thing I will say. Me and my ex did. We did have a conversation about social media, and I'm like, I don't take it serious like that. Like, so post I me. I got a question. Go ahead. So what if you you dig in this gentleman? Okay. And. You go see that he perfect attendance on Darielle's post. He's perfect attendance. Perfect attendance. He's always in class. He's always on time. That's fucking weird. Always How you feeling about it? To be honest, I don't even know. Every post, he don't miss one. You she like might not all. even go check. That's but I will. That's what I'm saying. I don't even. <laughs> okay. I'm so so Darielle brought it to your attention because she said she'll check. If she brought it to your attention. Now, if she brought it, it to like my attention and picture, I felt right? uncomfortable about it, then I would be like, what's up? But my brain, my first thought isn't to, let me go look at Dario's pictures and scroll through her 200 likes to see if the nigga that I'm interested in is no, like no, It's going to tell you from the jump. It's going to tell you. <laughs> from, <laughs> from, listen. From the door. Soon as you Instagram get on behavior, Instagram, it's going to be like, so-and-so, so-and-so. And it's like, damn, nigga, like, are you never on this bitch? Like... That but fucking bothers me, especially like when a man is liking all these other bitches' pictures, but you ain't barely getting a like, and y'all together. Fuck no. My ex used to do that to me. It was real fun. Same. It was real fun. I don't fuck with that shit because before we was together, you was all under my shit, commenting, oh heart eyes, compliments. <laughs> now you barely like my shit, but you wonder all these bitches' shit. I now I will that. say, like when we when we was beefing, I get a little obsessive and I start looking at shit. Let's talk like, about it. You know what I mean? Now, like when I first meet a nigga, I'm seeing who you following. If we got mutuals, all that shit. Right. I did have a woman follow me, like recently after I met somebody, and it was creepy to me. Which means she was going through their stuff. Because we had mutual friends before. Now when I have, that person followed me, she followed me like a month later. And I was like... Mm -hmm. I have had somebody do that to me. It was a guy that... I don't think he was interested. I think we just exchanged a conversation a couple of times in the Instagram. And I and somebody he was tied to came and followed me. And then she unfollowed me. Mm -hmm. And I did peep that. But like, uh, uh, I'm telling y'all, my first thought isn't to like do all of that. Now, like I said, if we beefing or something, I get a little obsessive. I'm not going to lie. I'm looking at your shit. I might follow you from somebody else's page. I, you know what I mean? Because I want to see. But like, mm -hmm. in the beginning, it's not none of that. Mm. Wow. Mm. I need to be more she, like Brandy. She's an anti-dairy. <laughs> I want to know everything. I'm checking your record, your Facebook. Me. Don't let us be mutual friends. I'm getting a phone call. <laughs> like, who is this? <laughs> what you know about him? Because I need to know what I'm dealing with. Like, 
I'm not gonna lie, I do be fact checking nowadays because the mistake I made in my last relationship, a lot of people didn't know the person. And when you have people to verify like, oh, they're cool or like, and they're not giving a biased opinion, it makes you feel a lot safer. You can open Mm -hmm. up more. Because I was told that I would never open up. And I'm like, that's because people don't know you. And it's a little scary. No, I think that's fair. But then at the same time, it's like, again, at what point do you like try to accept that a person might have, they might have changed. Now, I do think you should, you know, fact check to a certain point. But like, I hope nobody's out here trying to figure out who I used to be. You know what I mean? Like. Trust me, there are people that try. I mean, you're right. I'm just saying, like, if you worried about who Brandy was in, hell, 2018, you're going to miss out on who I am in 2023, and she's a good person. Like, mm-hmm. But it's not even about trying to figure out who they were before. It's just, like, like what, what, are you, what are you into? Like, okay, so, for example, one time I went to this guy's page to see who he like, and it's just all bitches. Like, barely no niggas. That is a red flag to me. Okay. It's just, it's just weird. Like I get it. You're not gonna be following a bunch of niggas, but it's hella bitches. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Certain a certain type too. Like, a certain type ain't too. Ain't no cousins or nothing in it. Exactly. <laughs> like no. That's I weird. mean, but I I think if you look at like the bigger picture, most men what they like on Instagram is not the person that they're with. True. That bothers me too. Because why don't you just go be with the person who you like? Nah, okay. you tripping. You tripping. Listen, um, first of all, my explore page is insane, okay? Because I'm, I'm not really a liker of pictures, and most guys aren't. And definitely comments. You told me, you mentioned comments earlier. Like, it's a different type of... But movie. they're not because they understand it's going to get them in trouble, which is sad. Like... Comments, though, is a little... It's a little comments sad. is a little much, yes. But, like, likes... I'm going to share something offline. I don't know, but this, a dude told me before that sometimes men just do dumb shit. It don't mean nothing. It don't mean we really want the girl. We just do dumb shit. And I'm just like, so what is the point of doing it? Because they don't think like us. Like, I think, well, me in a relationship will probably be like, okay, I see this nigga on my timeline and he got a nice body and a print might be out and this, that, and the third. But no, I'm not going to like it because my nigga might see that I liked it and then it's going to cause an issue and then we're going to be arguing and then he's going to be mad at me. <laughs> it's A through Z. <laughs> Niggas don't think like that. It's A. Okay, I done figured out what I needed to figure out about A. Now I'm going to move on to B. They don't think like we think. We look at 20 different scenarios. It's level still too us. <laughs> like, like, if it's a chick with 200 likes and we like it, we feel a lot better about that. We feel good about that. Listen, but I'm not throwing my like into a sea of likes. If it's 4,000, 5,000 likes and you see that one of my niggas liked it, they on a different type of lust level going on. They they feeling, they they can't control their lust. Their horny got out of control. And they said, I still get Angela Simmons, I don't give a fuck. If you got 100,000 likes, I need you to know that I'm here. I would prefer a nigga to like a, a famous person's Hell picture no. than, a, than a local girl. Because you feel like it's attainable. The yes. local girl is yes. attainable. Yeah, I can't yes. fuck her. So that don't bother me. We live in what a about matrix. The ones that, what about the ones that I can? <laughs> Who? The 200 liker. Do you feel See, like... That bothers me. Do you feel like your dude would take that chance? For sure. It depends on the guy I'm dealing with. I don't mm-hmm. know. Depends but on so, like, at what point is a like just a like? Like... With us? It's this. Never. Okay. When you get on there, as soon as you open 
Instagram, it's gonna show you. And it, it I, Instagram be knowing what the fuck they be doing. That's the fucking thing. <laughs> That's the fucking thing. And every time you scroll, you see this nigga. That's too fucking much. Okay. But if it's just like here and there, okay, I don't give a fuck. Okay. Or I've had a a nigga that I was dealing with. He's constantly in my friends' likes. <laughs> But when you go to mine, it's like out of control. <laughs> He's taking the risk. I'm like, I be taking. Damn, you ain't like one of my pictures in five months, or even hopped in my fucking DM, or even text me like, "Damn, you look good." But you liking my friend's pictures? I need. I think I. Need and to she is. So it's like I don't fault you, but damn. So yeah, uh, 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 uh. I think I need to put my antennas up. You no, should. you don't. You live yes. your life to be happy. No. <laughs> your life that you're living is providing happiness for yourself. And you have more peace because I have no peace. <laughs> no. I have no peace. I have no peace. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't even necessarily think about what I'm liking. Like, when I was in a relationship, like, it was a few times. I, I mean, of course... Michael B. Jordan is not obtainable, but like I will post him like, wow, like somebody leak his news. You know what I mean? And my ex will post pictures of Ashanti. I'm not tripping about that, but I also wasn't looking at his page to see like, mm. you know what I mean? And so after we was beefing, now if we beefing, that's a different story because you might want to act stupid, but like if we good, I'm not. I think I'm just crazy. I'm not tripping off of that. Let me use some male perspective. You said Michael B. Jordan is not obtainable, right? We don't believe that. Oh, okay. We don't. Because no, you're not wrong. Because as men, I got to be successful and be handsome and be doing my thing to even be in that, like, and I still can't get Nicki Minaj. I can't get Cardi B. I can't get an actress, Sanai Lathan. I can't get them. Because men, we have way lower standards than what y'all have. <laughs> you can have two pennies in your pocket, a fat ass and a cute face. And, and that's like, it. Oh, man, you, might, you can get whoever you want. It can. <laughs> no, you're not wrong because again, right. speaking of my ex, he swore to God I was in a relationship with Jacquees at one point. And I was like, I'm not even attracted to that person that way. And he's like, Well, you're such a fan. And I was like, Yeah, all my friends that know me know that I would never try to date that person. I'm going for Lance Gross for sure. Especially mm-hmm. the way his fine ass walk around Howard, security free. He I will go. Here, I will go. <laughs> I swear to God, let Lance Gross show the fuck up in Columbus. I'm there. But he swore to God I was in a relationship with Jacquees. And I liked one of his photos. You looking at his page? I know you're looking at his page. I just saw you. That is what that he is swore to God that I. I hope that man doesn't listen to the show. Well, if he does, I'm probably gonna end up dead. So, <laughs> Don't um, say that. he swore to God I was in a relationship with that person. Yeah. And I was like, because I went to a meet and greet in five of his concerts where I didn't see the person ever again. <laughs> what? I paid. I paid to look at the person, and you think I was in a relationship with him? Wait. I paid for it. Wait. <laughs> I only went to five. <laughs> No, I probably went to, I probably went to more than that. <laughs> I like R and B and that nigga can sing. If you can sing, I'm with it. If you can sing, man or woman, I'm with every fucking concert you got. I don't give a fuck. This you is, can't really sing that well, but it's it's all good. It's not my business. This is crazy. <laughs> I forgot what I was about to say. <laughs> He's just a psycho. Instagram that person is, is ruining relationships. It, it, it definitely is. Cause I can't take it. Like I, I think I'm just a little crazy. Cause what would you do without it? I'm on Twitter seeing what tweets you liking. Mm, I'm seeing who you replying yeah, to. Yeah, I know you the fans though. 
I am the feds. Yeah, sure. Well, now I know I need to call you. Some shit go down. Mm. I'm telling y'all, yeah, the no, first no. time I thought my uh, mind even yeah, okay. goes to that is when I be beefing. Like, that's the uh-huh. only time. Other than that, I'm not You trust me because I appreciate you as a, as a devil. I mean, no, I don't. I don't trust <laughs> niggas, but I'm not going to go out of my way to try to, like, find some shit either. Like, I'm unless just, we beefing. If we beefing, then it's different. But, yeah. like... <laughs> I just, I'm just thankful. My close friend can be in a great space. Listen, she could be in a great space. She's like, you know what? I'm feeling too good. Let me go find out. Like, oh no, we're too happy right now. Like, no, I'm just thankful that I was. Uh, my dad and brother put me on game very early. My dad is disgusting. Like he told me if he had to guess, this was probably three years ago. If he had to guess how many women he slept with, he said 600. I said, sir, you have more children. It's physically impossible that you don't, and you probably had every STD on the planet. He's, and he just kind of looked at me and I was like, so that's your confirmation. But he put me on game early on, especially because I'm like, his little girl. My brother put me on, his friends be telling me stuff like, for me, it's not even about not trusting niggas. I know what you're doing. But no, I, think, I swear to God, I'm not. I swear to God, I'm not. Like, yes, the fuck you are. But I think with that being said, your dad admittedly slept with 600 people or somewhere in that ballpark, right? It's nasty. So when you think about that, you let the fact that somebody may have had some kind of interaction with your friend stop you. Like, I have, I know somebody who keeps a running list in their phone. Oh, uh, what is up with that? I mean, like, That's a, weird. a man? Run list of what? Of people they slept with. That's with. weird as fuck. Um, Why I, do you need that? And so, like, if you think about it, like, <clears throat> at a certain point, you're bound to have slept with somebody that I know. You know what I mean? Like, my thing wasn't even that. It was somebody that I knew on the list. It was just a simple fact that you had a list and it wasn't enough bitches for me. Wait. Like they're disappointed in their list? I was disappointed oh, in how oh. many people there were on there. Because now I'm just like, damn, I'm like, you ain't fucked enough people for me. <laughs> That's what you said. That's why I was like, I want, I want somebody that is... Fresh out of Christian school, <laughs> trying to show me God in the world. I don't want nobody that's been here. I just want a nice little Christian man that moved from like Kansas or something. That just okay. So let me ask you this. So let me ask you this. With that being said, you meet your Christian man and he in the church and he got, let's just say, four bodies, and he ain't giving what he's supposed to give in the bedroom. Okay, I thought about this and I talked about this with my friend. Okay. Because I'm clearly a sexual person, but. If a person meets all my boxes, I will marry you and your trash ass sex because you can be taught. I can tell you what the fuck is wrong. We can talk about it. We can discuss it. But to me, there is, and this may sound whack to the rest of America, this is why I'll be telling everybody. But to me, because I'm a sexual person, I enjoy good sex. That's what I want. But the people that I have had good sex with are the most toxic, abused people I've ever been with. And it's not that I don't want good sex in my marriage. I do 100%. Everybody does. But if they check everything else for me that I want, honey, we just gonna take some classes or something. We just are. Now, I will say, in my 30s, I really, like, enjoy exploration when I am actually having sex. And I would enjoy having a partner that can have open communication about what you like in bed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Preferably while we're doing it. Right. But you know what I mean? Like, or right. even after. But not preferably before you do it? Like, I'm, all of it. Before, during, well, bef- Okay. Before depends I'm because. Taking notes like this, like. <laughs> so you before, I mean, before is kind of tricky because some men are like overly sexual too soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And so you don't really want that. But like if we're having a conversation just in general, like if I'm at your house and we're, you know, just chilling and having a conversation and we talk about the things that we like in a bedroom, I'm cool with that. But like if I just meet you and you're just like overly aggressive with like the sex conversation, I don't want that. But mm-hmm. like to be able to like meet a man who's able to like communicate like I like this. I like when someone does this or when you do this. How can I also please you? Because we've talked about this numerous times. Men aren't really concerned. Well, some men aren't really concerned about what actually pleases a woman. They think that mm-hmm. their one stroke and model yeah. is goes across the board and that's not that. Yeah. Mm. So, like, I think that open dialogue about <clears throat> sex with somebody yeah. would be great. That's what I'm saying. I would 100% marry somebody like that because I know we could talk about it. If I'm going to marry you, we're for fuck sure, we're going to be able to talk about it. Talk about what we need to do, how we gonna get there, all of that shit. I'm not about to have nobody two stroke me and dead it. Like yeah. we gonna we're gonna talk about it. But no, if I have all the healthiness and godliness that I want and need in that person, we just gonna have to talk about it, babe. But I've also learned, according to Instagram, that like men like it when you tell them like you need constructive criticism. Like I feel really good when you do X Y Z versus like you ain't doing this right. I need you to do it this way. Yeah. Well, I think that's in life so, in general too. Is not making people feel like shit when you're criticizing them. Like you ain't have me fucked up when you like. No, that actually kind of like hurt my feelings when you did. I could work like, on it. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, that's in general. But nah, yeah, I would. So catch me on ChristianMingle.com today. So a man having a low body count is a red flag for you. Is what where this started. <sighs> It's not really a red flag, but it's just like I want him to have some like experience. Of so some like, sort. like ten and up. Yeah, ten and up. Okay. Yeah, that's doable. <laughs> I can work with that. Like fifteen and up. But it's like, why do you even have a list to begin with? Like that's just that's so where like, the people store it. Ew. Like it's okay if you have a ballpark or a number, but you're storing it. And every time you hit a new body, it's updated. Like, imagine rolling over after sex and being like, Carisha. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a list, but it might come in handy. You know, like, if some shit pop up, you can trace. Okay. No. <laughs> so, so, let me ask you a question. Because you said you need Tanner up, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> so, what if you yeah, meet a guy who was in a long-term relationship and, and actually was a good guy and didn't cheat? His number's a little lower because, but he's got a hell of experience. That was my question. Oh, I could do that. Okay. I could do that. He's up with one girl. I just need a man that's had some, ex- like, I don't really, like, I don't mind talking about what I want or teaching and vice versa, but, like, I don't want to have to teach every fucking thing, like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think, I, I don't know. Because I think we get so caught up in, like, I want a man that's just going to take me out. Like, I've said that before. Like, I want a man that's going to plan a date. And then you mentioned, like, the whole Steve Harvey thing, telling somebody what you want, and then they're, like, just using that as a way to manipulate you. But also to that, like, how is somebody supposed to get to know what Darielle likes or what Brandy likes if I don't have a conversation about mm-hmm. it and I just assume that you're supposed to know? It doesn't work like it's that. It's just somewhere in the middle. I don't know. You know that's, what I mean? I think, so, like, that's what I'm saying. I think once you start to get to know somebody, like... Like, for me, I'm a really good gift giver because I pay attention to what people need and want without me ever having to ask, like, so do you like X, Y, and Z? And I think once you're around somebody long enough, you get to know them. Now, if we're talking first date, if somebody asks me, like, what restaurant you want to go to, like, basically, Steve Harvey was saying this. Somebody asks you, what type of food do you like? You say, oh, I like Mexican food. Okay, I know you like Mexican food, but what restaurant? You take me wherever. That's now on them. I know she likes Mexican food. 
but now I have to decide where I take her and that type of thing. Or um, what's a good gift? Like, what's a good random gift you like getting? All flowers. What's your favorite flower? You can get me whatever and just see what they do. Mm-hmm. Not just being like, I don't know, figure it out. Not being like an asshole or being mean, but like letting them know who you are and what you like without giving them the... Like, as soon as they take you somewhere, you're like, oh, my God, you took me to my favorite restaurant. Because you told him what it was. But, like, while you're sitting at that Mexican restaurant that he took you to, that could be your opportunity to say, hey, thank you for taking me here. I really appreciate you listening to the fact that I like Mexican food. My favorite restaurant really is Terramana's because they they become crazy with the quesadillas. And if the next day he sets that up, cool. But I heard Steve Harvey when he said, like, we're giving people the keys and being like, this is the best dude I ever met. Because he's hitting all the boxes you just told him to hit. Mm-hmm. But yes, give him a little insight. Like, okay, my favorite food's Mexican. I like flowers. Um, I like when people randomly bring me, I don't know. I'm not a gift person. That's not my love language. But like receiving gifts. I like when people bring me chocolates. Like letting them figure figure you out beyond that borderline is where you can really get to see where somebody's like, oh, okay, they really like putting effort and doing their thing versus bare minimum like she already told me she liked that restaurant so if i pull up to her job on some sly shit with that with her favorite quesadilla i'm that nigga no he is he is that nigga but that's nigga that <laughs> but what i mean you got to give credit let me let me shoot my nigga some bail you gotta give credit where somebody's interested in you enough to study you i agree i love like, that shit and if he's sitting up here because i'm a studying ass person. i love that shit so if i'm asking like what you like to eat what's your favorite restaurant mm-hmm. what you like about I'm studying you so that I can right. bring you the quesadilla. If he bought you that quesadilla for lunch, he lit. I like it. I might cry. I think it just depends <laughs> on the type of person that you're dating because there are some men that will manipulate and try to yeah. like love yeah. bomb you yeah. and just Horses. check all the boxes and make sure they're doing or right. He just, just or he just like you, Darian. No. No. That's what I'm, okay, so see, that's my <laughs> thing. That's the thing. I think we get so caught up in this new language that we have on Instagram, love bombing and yeah. gaslighting and healing and trauma. Yeah. Not saying that it's all, that it's not real, because it is. But I think we get so consumed by it that like there's no room for growth there's no room to grow with somebody there's no room for error and figuring it out like i'm all for giving a nigga the playbook and then you know the next time around let's see what you do you know what i mean like i did that with my ex i gave him we had a working note i gave him my entire list for my birthday or for christmas or something like that you know what i like you know what i'm interested in now let's see what you do with valentine's day yeah so i i've See both sides. I feel like in the beginning, yes, I'm going to kind of tell you. But, like, once we get to a certain point in our relationship, I expect you to know. For sure. For sure. But I I do think that we get caught up in the fact that, like, somebody's just supposed to know. Not realizing that we're ever-growing, ever-evolving. And you're going to have to kind of tell somebody along the way, like, okay, you know, maybe two years ago, my love language was receiving gifts. Now it's words of affirmation. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Because if you're talking about a lifetime with somebody... Think about how many people you're going to be over the next 40, 50 years, God willing. Do you think that they wouldn't know that, like he said, studying? Like, do you think if you study your partner, you wouldn't see that evolution and change and know how to move? I think it's both through, and. Through, obviously, through conversation and through seeing them, um, you know, evolve and stuff. I feel like, for me, I study as well. I'm good at, like, even my friends, platonic friends. I study them, and that's how I know. Like you said, they change. My best friend's fucking favorite color changed with the time I met her. Yeah. She never verbally told me that. I noticed how she moved. But, so I think it's, again, I guess I could go down to how well you do study somebody, but I do agree there should be conversation there. But there also should be a level of paying attention. You know what I mean? On both 
And that shouldn't, the biggest thing is it shouldn't feel like work to know mm-hmm. what your partner likes, loves, is into, and vice versa. It shouldn't feel draining, exotic, like, damn, I gotta remember now. Like, she has switch up her flowers six times this year. Okay, let her switch them up. I think it's both in. I, I do. I think it's both in. Like, I literally just seen a post where, like, it was just like a parody of like women saying like, oh, I want a man to take me on a date. And so the guy literally called the girl like, I'm taking you on a date. Be ready at this time. I'm going to come pick you up. And it was like, well, how do I need to wear my hair? Well, what do I need girl, to put on? Well, what do I need to do about, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think we as women allow enough room for the things that we say that we want somebody to do. And then also realizing like there's a little bit of work on your part too, sis. But just my thoughts. Mm. Okay. Um, Hello. What I don't want people to do is to. You're so busy trying to see the negativity in every situation (laughs) that you can ruin something that was going to be good before it even starts. And that's you letting your past. This is me talking to you as your friend, not as somebody doing the podcast. I don't want your past affecting your future. Mm. That's it. I don't disagree with him on that for just anybody, really. And that's what I was saying about the point about therapy. Like, we get so caught up in, like, oh, I didn't been to therapy. Now I got the answers, and this is my boundary. And you really still avoiding. You you have a wall up. It's not a boundary. It's a wall that a nigga can't get through. You know what I mean? Like, there, you know what I mean? So it's like, again, where is the, where is the room for grace? But say therapy is, I mean, my therapist told me off rip. It's not a, uh, what she say? It's not a race. It's a marathon. Like, so for me, I already have in my head, like mm. I have to go forever. Yeah. I have to. There's not going to be a point where I stop. And again, it looks, it depends on how your perspective of therapy, people get a negative view of it, it or you get done and you're it. Like I had somebody tell me I went to therapy. So like, are we, what? You did three sessions and I'm good. No, you're not. No, you're not. Yeah. Like there, for me, I will always be in it. I know when I become a wife, first of all, I want to do couple therapy before I even get married. That's, that's a non-negotiable. But when I become a mother, I'm going to have to sit down and be like, they are stressing me the fuck out. What do I do? My mental health is declining. Like there's some, or if I get fucked over with my job or somebody in my family dies, like, or a friend dies, there's so many life events that you're going to go through that therapy is a continuum. Like, I go in there almost every session, like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to talk about. And then I have a breakthrough every time. And I've been in it for three years, three years this month. There is never a time I will look at somebody and be like, I have all the keys. Now, to what you said earlier, though, I can be like, look, like, you sound like you're dealing with something similar. I, I can't tell you what who you are, what you are, but you're dealing with something similar I did. This is what my therapist told me. If it helps you, it helps you. If it doesn't, maybe look into other options. Now, I think you guys both, the two of you, again, I have not been to therapy. I think the two of you have a good grasp on therapy, and I think you implement well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like I said, I think that there is a group of people who get caught up in, yeah. like, this is a boundary. No, sis, you're still just avoiding. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I've been guilty of that in therapy. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think I give people grace, and I give people chances and opportunities you sometimes. You absolutely do. Too fucking many times. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like for me, it's like when I first meet someone, it I do make it a little harder just because and you guys aren't wrong, like it is from my past. Like yeah. I've been hurt over and over and over and over and over. So it's just like I do make it a little hard for people to get in. But once I let them in, it's just like 
I think you and I talked about this. We all we let our my walls are completely down, down and I'm super yes. vulnerable and super just yes. doing too fucking much. And it has to be some type of balance. We're like, done. We're done. We're holding each other accountable. Yeah. We're fucking done. Stop so. doing that shit. We're done. Well, and, awareness is the first step. Yeah. And the right people. You gotta let the right people in. I don't fucking know. Well, you mean, have to give somebody a chance to figure out. You have to give them a chance to figure that out. So it's like. But now. I'm working on it. Yeah, so it's that. like when you, but that's another thing. I can't figure out if like I'm cutting people off or like because they're triggering me, if that is still like something I need to work on or if I'm like getting the wrong people out of there. But like I said, I feel like for me, once I communicate to you what my issue is, wherever it's coming from, whether it's coming from a place of trauma, of understanding where I am actually now, whatever the case may be, once I communicate it to you, and then there's opportunity for you to show me something different mm-hmm. and you don't show me nothing different, then it's like, hmm, maybe I need to take a step back. And I would say the opportunity if it's given, you know, two or three times and you still show me the same thing, mm-hmm. now I need to remove myself. Right. I feel you though, because I'm navigating right now, like I'm learning to listen to myself because there's so many opportunities in the past where I'm like, that person is not going to work out for you. That person is going to this, that person is going to that. Even friendships, like they're going to be, you know, a bad friend to you. The way that they did that wasn't right. And Mm -hmm. I will be like, "Ah, but it is what it is. I'm learning to listen to myself. If I get one thought in my head that goes south, I play on that thought. And I haven't in the past. I would just be like, well, like the example I gave today, like if somebody was like, get out. And I'd be like, oh, maybe I'll just text them later and see if they're all right. No, fuck you. Like, fuck you. You just told me to get out. Bye. Mm -hmm. And I'm learning to listen to myself of like, if that person was serious when they said that and I check on them later and they go, I just had a bad day. Like kind of what you said, if we talk about it then and we figure out the issue and we figure out why and you don't repeat that behavior, that's different. Mm -hmm. But for you to constantly be that person, that's just mean. And I'm like, maybe they's had a bad day again. Maybe they had a bad day again. Damn, maybe I did something. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not, I'm not doing that shit no more. I'm learning to listen to myself. Mm -hmm. And yes, what both you said, give them grace enough to have that conversation. But if the action continues to repeat, Mm -hmm. puts a pattern. Like I used to be like, well, they're just having, it's just who they are. No, it's no. No, they're just a bad person. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's a bad combination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cut it the fuck off. Absolutely. I don't disagree with that. It's real ghetto out here. <sighs> like you said, ain't nobody in the pool. I'm done. <laughs> I ain't no <laughs> hey. kids. I'm gonna be the fucking godmom and stepmom and all that shit to everybody. I ain't having nothing. It's crazy that you say that because I'm always gonna like have these recaps, right? The first time I met you, you remember what I told you? Mm-hmm. I said, don't be mean. No, no, no. I was like, Who's this really pretty girl that's with you? She looks like somebody's wife. Oh, talk about it. <laughs> I said she looked like some. I don't know what it was. You I'm come, waiting on the ring. <laughs> I don't know what it was. She looks like somebody's wife. I just don't understand. Like, I thought you were gonna go like go back to Dublin, like to your house and, and, and with your husband and your two kids or something like that. Oh, you know, I wish. That's, the vibe I, that's how you know you talk right manifest. Back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to record you. Can you repeat it? Can you just say it again? I'm about to screen record that. Susan, get on the episode. I'm screen recording that. The fuck. Talk about it. Okay, so my last question before I let Kim do her part. Um, so, okay, I was I've been seeing a lot of talk about birthday dinners, birthday trips, who pays for what. So there's this one girl that I watch a lot, and she was basically saying like, say it's, it's Brandy's birthday, and we all go into a nice fancy restaurant. Somebody should be paying for her dinner, paying for her drink, or bringing a gift if you're not contributing. Mm-hmm. 
But if it's her, we're going on a trip and she plans a trip because it's her birthday and you're asking your friends to take off work and blah, 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 blah. You as a birthday person planning the trip should pay for a majority of it. Then, and then everybody split the rest of the costs. And then the last thing she said was, when you're going out to eat and you know you're going to like a fancy dinner or whatever, she was basically shaming the person for like, everybody ordering steak and lobster and then there's a person ordering a fucking salad. Like, what did you come for? Like, why are you here for this experience and you only ordering a fucking salad or like some french fries or something? And then also, when it comes down to the bill, everybody at the dinner party should split it evenly versus just paying for what you ordered. Okay, I'm going to break it down. I'm going to break it down each one. First one, you said um, dinner, we should pay for their dinner or drinks. Their dinner or their drink, or or if not, bring them a gift. I agree with that one. Second one, we go on all on a trip and say it's my birthday, I have to pay for y'all. Not pay for everything but majority. Like she said, when she invited like her I friends probably, on the like trip, I should she paid for majority of the Airbnb. I'm going to say I should probably cover the Airbnb and... Everybody else just pays for whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say no. I would be the type of person to do that out of guiltiness and people making me feel bad or just my trauma wanting to be a people pleaser so damn bad. Mm-hmm. But if somebody wants to go on that trip, they're going to go and offer to pay for your Airbnb or split the cost with you regardless. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say no for me. All my friends know that. They're not about to not take trips with me after they hear this. Y'all know that. Um, and then the third one. So when you guys go out for the birthday dinner, she said that everybody should split the cost. Even if you just went and you ordered a fucking salad and everybody else ordered split the cost of the entire party. Yes. No, I'm not doing that. I will. I will cover my friend's bill and my little five dollar fucking salad. Because if I pull up and eat my fucking salad, mind your fucking business, which goes into the next part. Doesn't matter what the fuck I order. I could go. There's plenty of times I've sat down and ordered nothing and either paid for my friend's bill or just showed up to be there because they want me there. Mm-hmm. I think it's mean to go, oh, I'm not going to show up, I don't have the funds. Or I'm not going to show up because then I'm going to have to put on people's stuff. Some people do that. You know, they can bring you that big-ass bill at the end. Somebody covers it, you cash out your part. Mm-hmm. Some people do that. Okay, I'll do that if I sit down and eat. Or if I'm even taking up room at the table and it's that big of a bill, personally, I'm probably like, all right, I got to slide them something. But I'm going to order what the fuck I want to order and not feel bad about it. The amount of times that, even the trip I just went on, the amount of times people commented on my food because they weren't big portions mm-hmm. as if I'm supposed to overeat because everyone else is. No, I'm going to get what the fuck I want to eat out of the buffet line and it be that. Like, let me get what I want. But I am going to order whatever I want, but I would be more concerned with covering my friend's birthday mm-hmm. than I am everybody else at the table who I don't even fucking know. Because I think it's more mean to not show up, period. And say, I don't have have the money. Or if I couldn't afford that, I'd say, I'll take you out, you know, on my own time and pay for your stuff. Mm -hmm. That's my breakdown. Okay. Okay, so for me, the whole conversation about who pays what and splitting the bill and all of that is kind of cringy, just in general. No hate at what you said or what anybody else's opinion is, but it's kind of giving, like, broke energy to me. Like, why Mm -hmm. is this even a conversation? If you can't afford to go out and pay for your meal or whatever the case may be, then just don't go. Mm-hmm. Make a separate plan with your friend and say, hey, you know, I can't make dinner, but I would love to, like, invite you to the house and cook or whatever. Now, if it's my birthday, perfect example. On my birthday, a couple of friends offered to take me to breakfast. I happened to beat them there, and so I just paid for my meal. Mm-hmm. I wasn't tripping about it. It's not a big deal to me. My friend ended up cash apping me just because I, you know, they arrived a little bit later than I did. Okay, cool. Now, on a separate occasion for my friend's birthday, we went to Chop House. Mm-hmm. It was at least 
I'm going to say maybe 10 of us. Mm -hmm. And they brought one bill. So we're sitting there waiting for each person to go around the table to figure out, because they brought one check, mm -hmm. to figure out what they ordered, the tax. We didn't even include the taxes. Mm -hmm. That was a whole other thing. But to me, that was just like, I can just pay for the bill and y'all cash at me. Like, I'm not about right. to sit around here and like, Everybody try to itemize what they got, or Chop House could have just brought everybody a separate bill in addition to the bill mm -hmm. for the table. You know what I mean? So to me, things like that is just kind of like, okay, we wasting time. Like if somebody has it and can just pay for it, let's just pay for it, mm -hmm. whether it be me or whoever, and y'all send the money appropriately. Now, if it's my birthday and I invite my friends on a trip, am I going to cover a majority of the bill? No, um, because you know when you travel, you should account for expenses you know what I mean mm -hmm. like travel fees dining all of that all of the leisure things that you want to do so for me to pick up majority of the bill because I invited my friends no now if it's like a one-on-one -on -one thing and I invite you to dinner I'm gonna pay because I invited you you know what I mean but like a group of people that's just ridiculous to me um if you couldn't <clears throat> afford the dinner then you probably shouldn't come you know what I mean that's just my thoughts um yeah People just got to get comfortable with saying no. Like, if you can't, you know what I mean? But, like, if we go and everybody's ordering steak or lobster and you eat a salad, like, and we're splitting, I don't, it makes no difference to me if you're, like, I'm just paying for my salad. Right. Perfectly fine with that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I don't get caught up in, like, taxes and gratuity. Like, like it literally, when we went out for my friend's birthday, mind you, I was a little high. But, like... <laughs> I'm like, I can't do this. Like, I'm overstimulated. Everybody's trying to figure out their check. Who do I give my money to? And I'm going to go sit out mm -hmm. in the lobby because I can't, I can't take it. So, yeah, I just think it's a conversation where it's just like, if you are not budgeting to go out to eat with friends or whatever the case may be, then you probably just shouldn't go. I'm a foodie, so, like, I'm going to spend money on food. I'm going out to eat even if I got $10. <laughs> and my meal is going to be 50 because I don't give a fuck. Like, I want to eat, so I don't care. But I feel like, for me... Ooh, buddy. Privilege. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm a frugal girl with mine. I mean, I'm starting to be. Yes, I'm very I'm getting frugal too old to be doing all that. Yeah. But um, I think for me, for birthday dinners, like, I think it is appropriate or to, like pay for the person for sure stuff. yes or bring them a fucking gift i mean yeah but i feel like for me i've never had a situation where like i went out to eat i won't say never because maybe it's happened i just don't remember but like there's been plenty of birthdays where like i'm going out to eat and i invite my friends i'm paying for my own shit and they paying for their own shit like i don't expect anybody to split the bill evenly i don't even look for them to pay for my meal because i invited y'all so it's just like whatever by the way, friends that are listening, please throw me a surprise something just one year. Like, I'm getting too old, and I've never had anybody throw me anything. Yeah, so, I think that's a fair ask. Like, if, if it's your friend's yeah. birthday, pay for her drinks or pay for her meal. Yeah. That's not I think, crazy. yeah, I think that's reasonable. But the trip thing, everybody pay for themselves. I'm sorry. Unless I got it like that. Right. And, and I, I can have it like that one day. Exactly. Like, hey, I would love to here. do that. Yeah, yeah I would love to do that. Off. But yeah. the way life is right now, we're not doing that. Like, yeah. I feel like she was OD with that whole fucking situation. Or even trying to judge somebody who came and then order a salad. But, like, I would prefer my friend, if you don't have it, don't come. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't be offended either. Yeah. See, and I'm the opposite. I'd rather the person just show up. Because for me, this may sound mean. I don't feel like... And even though they're paying, this is why it sounds mean, because somebody's offering to pay and take me to dinner separately, I don't even feel like making the time for that. So I wouldn't take it personal if they didn't show up because mm -hmm. I'm choosing to not make a separate time. 
but I'd rather them just show up in the vicinity, kick it, laugh with us, joke with us, and we leave. Like, there's been plenty of times, like, I'll book Topgolf, and people show up and just stand there, because, you know, they'll bitch at you if nobody's golfing. Mm -hmm. You can't be in here. Yes, the fuck I can. They'll just sit there, and it just makes me happy that they're in our presence laughing and joking, Mm -hmm. but... I can't, then I have no right to get mad at them if they don't show up because I'm not going to make the room to go somewhere else. I'm not going to say I never would because there's been plenty of times somebody's like, like my friend Fleetwood. Fleetwood took me to eat like a month or, t- or two after my birthday because it timed up that way and she paid mm-hmm. for everything. And it's because I had the time and availability and I appreciated it because she had missed my birthday. Um, she low-key was playing when she missed my birthday, but we already talked about that and she already know that though. So. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, I don't know. I think it's honestly a difference of opinion in how you go about it. Because before my cousin introduced paying for your friend's bill, I would have never even thought about that. My cousin introduced that mm-hmm. to me probably five years ago. She looked at me and was like, let's pay for our other cousin's bill. And I was like, that's fucking smart. Why does nobody do that? Now, one thing I will say as it pertains to food, like, I don't like sharing my food across the table. Like, Same. when I order... Say it's my shit. Don't touch it, bitch. <laughs> group of friends were like they like to order appetizers and it's shared around the table and I'm very picky about like doing that like sharing mm-hmm. what they order because like for me if I order appetizer it's for me I don't want to share my food like I just I'm just like that in general I don't want to share my food but typically with my friend group they like to try like fancier spots sometimes and so I just always budget for like 120 because like I said I don't spare expense on food mm-hmm. like I like the experience so I want to drink I want to get an appetizer I want to get a meal all of that I'm the leftover queen too, but like I all I'm automatically going to dinner with $120 off top because I just know mm-hmm. I'm gonna eat. So <laughs> that's fair. So hmm. okay, it's opinions. It, it's it's definitely different across the board for mm-hmm. everybody. But yeah, I just feel like if you you know if you don't got it, just say you don't got it and try to do something else that's meaningful to your friends. Cool. It's all you. Okay, so I'm going to put us through seven questions to reflect on 2022 and ending your year. Yeah, because this is our first show of the year, right? Yeah. Why am I going to cry? Why? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, you know. I thought you were going to cry. No. So I had my friend send this to me, um, I think before, right before 2023 or maybe right after it, but it's Jay Shetty. If y'all don't know who that is, it's basically the Indian guy with the beautiful eyes and London accent. Mm-hmm. He was all over TikTok a long time ago, all that shit. Um, so he has a podcast called On Purpose. Um, so I wrote these down as a reflection. I remember working out and like I was literally pausing my workout to be like, oh shit. Because they were very, very good questions to reflect on. So we're going to start with number one. I'll read mine and, mine and my response and then y'all can give me y'all's. Mm-hmm. Um, so number one was something you overcame in 2022. And some of these, con- these questions will need more context, but for me, I put letting go of toxic relationships and patterns and choosing me first. Again, that's uh, platonic and romantic. Um, and then this taught me that I have the power to set up my happiness in life, no matter how difficult it may seem. So something you overcame could be obviously job related, um, family related friendship, something within yourself. Um, a goal you've been trying to achieve, something like that. Mm. You want to go first? Sure. It don't matter. Are you still thinking? Kind of, but I think I know what I want to say. I mean, I kind of have an idea what I I was getting somewhere. But I put that, like, getting out of my own head Mm. 
and also setting small goals for myself, which you guys did help me with that too, because I feel like for me, when I want things, I like write a list of like everything I want to accomplish and I try to do all of it at once. And then I get overwhelmed and then I quit and then I don't do it ever again. Mm. So I feel like overcoming that, like overwhelming myself and thinking that I have to accomplish all of these things to be great was good for me because now I take it one day at a time. Even if like I get only one thing done that day, it's a step closer to where I'm trying to go than what I was the day before. Mm. That's it. Yeah. Thanks, girl. <laughs> mm, I think I said this on a previous show, but I think for me, um, advocating for myself and speaking up for myself in romantic relationships, um, I don't like conflict. I hate conflict. And so what that breeded out of me was just not speaking up on how I feel. It was just like, mm, I know I'm not going to be mad for long, so, you know, just let it go, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um I got to a place in 2022 where I was like, no, I'm going to actually say what's wrong. Um, and the worst that can happen is you meet me in the middle with that or you don't and I make a different decision. Right. So I've gotten pretty vocal about like what I want and what I don't want and expressing that out loud to people. So then that way they have a clear understanding of where I am and if they can meet me there or if they can't. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so number two is a surprise you dealt with. Um, this could be something unexpected that happened to you that you're just like, damn, okay, here it is. I got to deal with it. Mm. Or, you know, again, that could be any aspect of your life. Mine was my car accident. That threw me for a fucking loop. I haven't had a car payment in like five years. So to have a car payment now, uh, my car was a 2009, but everything still was roll down, flickable locks, like... So to hop into something new and everything be all electronic, I remember my car started yelling at me and I was like, what's the problem? And it was like, you're too close to the edge. And then when it would be, when the weather get uh, cold and it's talking about um, the roads might be icy. I'm like, what in the futuristic is going on? So that was mine. My biggest thing, biggest thing was my car throwing me for a loop because I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do. I didn't know how I was going to do it because... Again, I'm frugal with my money, so I budget for everything. And I wasn't budgeting for a new car. I was budgeting mm -hmm. for my roof and my basement and to pay off school. So to have a car payment has set me back a little bit. But And I'm not going to lie, I still low-key haven't recovered, but we're getting there. It was in September, but we're getting there. I'm just blessed <laughs> to be alive. The paramedics were like, I don't know how she's alive. And I was like, God, Didi. So... As your loan officer, I appreciate you being frugal. And oh, thank you. <laughs> I know. The amount of anxiety I had, and you were like, do you understand that this is the easiest loan because you have everything in, row, in the row? And I was like, yeah, but something could go wrong. It's going to get fucked up. Hey, and you're was, like, calm down. It was clear to close like three weeks before closing was scheduled. And I'm like, I can't breathe. My paperwork's not in. And he was like, calm down. They already proved it. And I was like, she I couldn't do it. Family like, I was. I was. I was like, Mallory doesn't know what she's doing. And I'm like, he's like, she's done it for 10 years. I'm like, she's dumb. And he's like, calm down. I'm like, got it. Cool. That's just anxiety me. Anyway. A surprise I've dealt with. Um, the first thing that came to mind, and I hate to be the crybaby sad person, okay, it but and, and it kind of wasn't a surprise, but it was like so. As you guys know, I lost my grandma on uh, Thanksgiving Day, and granted, we did know a while before that she was sick and that she would be possibly passing soon. And there was a lot of animosity I had towards her. Like, granted, we were very close. And, like, she helped me raise Royce and everything. Like, 
But we had a period in our life where, like, you know, my son had got diagnosed with ADHD and he was getting in trouble a lot. And she said some really mean things to me, like, oh, it's your fault why he's like that. You're stupid, whatever. And ever since then, our relationship was so different. I didn't visit her as much. I didn't go over as much. We didn't talk to each other as much. And so when she got sick, it was very hard for me to, like, go see her. For one, I was working my ass off, working three jobs, trying to take care of me and my kids. But at the same time, it was like, I want to spend this time with her and I want to cherish this time we have left. But I can't deal with these emotions and these feelings that I have. Mm -hmm. And I also know the type of person that she is. And it's just not, you can't just go to her and be like, this is how I feel. Let's talk through it. Mm -hmm. It was not, she's not that type of person. So when she got sick, it was really hard for me. And then when she passed away, it was kind of like, damn, like now I have to deal with these emotions. Like now I don't have her to talk to and I have to just deal with it on my own. And I don't know, my outlook on life has just been different since then. Yeah. That's a good perspective, though, because I've been postponing my conversation with my mom and it's like, you need to just yeah, do it. But she's that type of person like it won't be received well. Mm-hmm. So I hear you. Mm. Why did I know this? I went out with you Thanksgiving Eve. You, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just it happened. And then I just <clears throat> I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just went into this it's space. It's going to make you emotionally shut down, especially yeah. with having that you know, heaviness over it. Mm. Um, I don't know. Um, I think when the incident happened with my truck where the sheet of ice hit my windshield, mm. um, and I Ooh. didn't have a yeah, so in February when we had that bad snowstorm, I was headed to church and there was a car. They were at least maybe like 30, 40 feet in front of me in the in a the lane beside me and a sheet of ice fell off of their roof of their car and smacked my windshield. Um, I think that situation um, allowed me to see who really had my back at that time. Cause I didn't have a car. Like I had the rental for 30 days. And then like, after that, it was trying to figure out how to get back and forth to work. And like all of that. With your shit. Yeah. My car accident happened in February. I didn't get my car back until May. Damn. Yeah, I didn't have a car. And so, like I said, I had the rental for 30 days. It was to the point where I was just about to buy something, like a little bucket, just to get around because I had got that fed up. And so, like, the people who actually did look out for me, like, there was some surprise there about, like, who, like, um, shout out to Mo, the cook at Living Room. Like, she was making sure I got home from work every night. Um, My mom was making sure I got there. But, like, certain people showed up for me that I never would have expected to. And then people who didn't show up for me was also, like... Like, you know that you thought. And so yeah mm-hmm. um and then i would say the other thing is like i had to cut off a specific family member um that like i just realized like the level of toxicity between this person um and myself and my mom like i just mm-hmm. can't do it and like there was an incident that happened at my house and i'm like I'm not going to be uncomfortable where I pay bills. Like, mm-hmm. that's just out. And so I haven't said a word to that person. And I, I told them, like, you know, this is where I draw the line. Um, this relationship is done. Um, and I had to tell my mom, I'm like, and I, I told my mom what happened. And I'm like, you know, I understand that it's a different dynamic between you two. And I'm not faulting you for, like, 
being upset initially and still having a relationship with this person, but just understand that I'm not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that was a surprise that I wasn't expecting. But like, you know, you figure out things along the way. Shows you a lot about who you are, who mm-hmm. people are. Yeah, so. Especially if it's healthy for you. Then yeah. I believe in being selfish in the healthy ways. Yeah. Um, okay. Something you bought this year that you love. Um, again, this could be basically the point of this one is like something that like really made a difference for you and like really, like really impacted you. And honestly, mine is my dog. That may sound cliche or stupid, but I got him for the, um, mental and emotional support. And like, he does (laughs) the best little damn job possible doing that guy doesn't sit the fuck down. So it's always keeping me on go in a healthy way versus me just laying on my couch and just staring at the ceiling for hours. Like I had to be responsible for something bigger than me. And that's a big reason I got him. A, for safety, because I live alone. But he just is my little little piece that keeps me going literally every day. So I'm glad I bought him. Hmm. I don't want to answer. <laughs> is it inappropriate? I need a support animal. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. I thought about getting him one of them little jackets. I can take him everywhere. That's just like, don't touch him. He's first of all. Did you sign him up to be one? That's what I do no. with my dog. Really? You could. Okay, I'm going to do it. And when I did, because I was renting, it made, like, they waive the fees. Nice. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm oh, say less. Like, I'm going to go get the dog. Okay. Because <laughs> that's the only reason why I don't got one is I won't pay the fees. Nice. Yeah, they okay. can waive it. <clears throat> so. Okay. Uh, do you want to go? I don't know, so go ahead. I'll have to think about it. I don't want to answer. And I hate that I'm thinking of this thing because, okay, technically I didn't buy it, but someone bought it for me. Listen, if it made you happy, go ahead. Right. Does it make you happy, my nigga, or not? <laughs> I feel like I know what she's saying. That doesn't look like it's inappropriate. I feel like I know what she's saying. Did you get a rose? What That's what I said. Did you get a rose? You lit. Before I was like, ew, yeah. I don't want to do that. That's yeah. so gross, blah, blah, blah. But it made me like get comfortable with my own body. Good shit. I told man. you. <laughs> listen, you listen. Did. Shit like that prevents you from making bad decisions. So I support uh, that yeah. anytime. Yeah. That, it does. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Wow. And like you said, it gets you comfortable and it helps you understand <laughs> what you like and to mm-hmm. be able to communicate that and introduce that. And yeah. Kudos to you, friend. I'm happy for you. It's a, it's a love hate relationship type of type of thing but you know it's what's, what's the hate it's too intense like it's too intense like it takes a while for me to kind of like relax and enjoy it but once we get there we get there don't we have like seven different settings side note Let's yes but one. setting number one is crazy mm. side note i was listening to a podcast was it be simone and them uh, that part they had a sex therapist on there and she was talking about understanding the difference between um arousal and Climax, Mm -hmm. like how we rush so much just to have an orgasm and we don't enjoy arousal. And so she was talking about masturbation in a form of like coach or coach yourself up to like, okay, if I have an orgasm in 10 minutes, the next time I indulge in self-pleasure, let me try to just be aroused for like 20 or 30 and build myself up to the climax. And she was saying like, we don't do that at Mm -hmm. all. And I was like, hmm. Interesting. You might be on to something, sis. <laughs> I'm going to go listen to that. Um, we turn this podcast up. You better talk your shit. Go ahead. Go <laughs> <to you. laughs> um, something I bought myself in 2022. That you love? That I loved. Mm, I literally took two trips in 2022 that was just like, 
not planned, mm. not thought through. It was just like, I need to get away, buy the plane ticket. And Rich so... Man, <laughs> Rich flex. <laughs> it wasn't anywhere fancy. I went to LA and then I took a trip to Florida. Um, LA gave me the opportunity. And I had never been to Los Angeles outside of just like a connecting flight. Um, so like Los Angeles gave me the opportunity to just like clear my mind because my anxiety was running crazy at that time. And I just really needed to get away. Um, and then, L or excuse me, Florida, um, the opportunity came just to go with a group of friends and just kind of like just reset in a different place, map out some things for 2023. And I came back with like a refreshed mindset. Like that's when I decided like I didn't want to work in a club anymore. And so like mm -hmm. as soon as I got back from that trip, I, I quit mm -hmm. um, or gave my notice, I should say, and just kind of like figured out what I wanted Who, to who's do. Who's working where? Club, uh, club manager, not about a bro. <laughs> Manager, I'm gonna walk into that spot like Brandon. What's good? <laughs> what's good? Manager role. <laughs> um, but you know, it gave me a chance to like really think about 2023 and what I wanted to do, and like just kind of like revamp my goals and really hone in without all of the noise and all of the things that I have to do while here at home. So I would say those are my. I want to do that, but I'm scared to like. I don't want to say leap of faith because it's not really a leap of faith because I know I want to do it, but it's just like losing that income. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Scary as hell. Yeah. I will say for me, um, I have been able to get my rest. Like I'm in bed by like 930. Yeah. Um, last week, I think I shut my house down at like 830 and I was asleep by like mm -hmm. nine. Um, but there is kind of like a level of like, well, dang, I really do enjoy that extra income, like my main job takes care of everything with mm -hmm. some left over, but like that extra money that was coming in was mm -hmm. my play money or my right. saving money or whatever I wanted to be at the moment. So I'm kind of like trying to um, negotiate my time as far as like, do I want to pick up another second job, which I actually did. We'll mm -hmm. see if it works out or not. So but like the schedule works out to where I'm home by seven every day. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I can still do that. But yeah, the... The extra income is never a bad thing, especially with inflation. Like, right. So. Great. Um, number four is the best book and or podcast. Um, so I originally put on here, Didn't Start With You. That's by Mark Woolen. Um, and it's basically about inherited family traumas that shapes who we are and how you end the cycle. Um, but then I purchased a book after this, same person that showed me this podcast, called The Body Keeps Score. Um, that's by Bessel van der Kolk. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, and it's the brain, mind, and body in the healing of trauma. Those are the best books. Um, and then the best podcast other than Take Control and what we talk about. <clears throat> um, it was, I picked a specific episode, um, and it's a podcast by Lewis, I think it's Howes. Um, and it's called The School of Greatness, but it's the hearth troops about relationships that you need to know. Um, and it's mainly about relationship, like, um, sorry, romantic relationships, but it's about platonic too. And it basically like teaches you, not even teaches you because it's people's opinions, of course, but it gives you the, the navigation and basis on what's healthy for a relationship and what's not, whether it's romantic or platonic. And it was mainly romance, which obviously with me navigating if and when I'm ever in a relationship again, building the steps prior to, building healthy steps prior to within myself mm -hmm. to get to that next step. So those are mine. Um, 
I don't really have an answer, but I'm going to say, I'm going to pick a podcast. I'm just going to say Manifest Daily, which I've talked about it before, but I'm picking that one because it's not a podcast that I have to listen to every week or I've been consistently listening to, but I will say the moment I first started listening to it from the beginning, it opened my mind Mm. a lot. Like it really had me sit down and think about things and, um, I don't know. I think it jump-started me to like figure out what I wanted to do in, in my career wise and like or if I want to have a business or if I don't want to have a business so I will say that one nice hmm. um I'm a history buff there was one um podcast that I listened to that was narrated by Kevin Hart and it was just about the um there was like this huge Philadelphia fire where they bombed this neighborhood back in like the 70s if I remember correctly um that was very interesting just to listen to like the systematic racism that's just always there um more inspirational things the three that came to mind when you asked was um Angie Martinez new podcast in real life um, there was an episode with Tarashi P. Hinton, and that may have actually been 2023, but it did something for me spiritually. Um, she was just talking about saying, she was just saying how, like, you know, she needs to find her happiness, and it's not a man, it's not, you know, her career, just getting back to, like, a certain level of happiness that she doesn't have right now, and that really resonated with me. Um Around the Way Curls had a podcast where they were talking about parenting your inner child. And that was based Mm -hmm. off of um, the documentary with Mary J. Blige where there was a video where she seen herself as a young girl. And she was just like, wow, like, I really want to love on her. I really want to, like, talk into this video of herself as if it wasn't her. Um, That was really good. And then there was a conversation. And I honestly don't remember if this was 2022 or 2021, but I just recently listened to it. Um, on um, the friend zone where they were talking about your internal voice and how some people don't have an internal voice and I didn't know that mm. um, but like how your internal voice is really shaped around like how you were raised as a kid so like I see like my godson like you'll tell him something I'll be like Brandon go do you know x y and z and he'll repeat it back to me and I realized after listening to that episode like that's his internal voice um recalling what somebody said to him yeah. before he goes and do something so that like that was very interesting like wow. and like I said also realizing that some people don't have internal dialogue with themselves at all and my mind never shuts down it seems Same. like I'm always in my head talking to myself so yeah okay. um okay number five blind spots for next year I actually put one on here that I already accomplished wow um mine was relationships with people again whether that's romantic or platonic you just never know how they're gonna go and i'm trying to get the healthiest out of all my friends and family um the cruise i actually just went on a cruise and it was a blind spot for me because i have never been on a cruise i didn't know what to expect i didn't know what to go into looking into it um and i liked it i would i did a five day i probably would do a four three or four day because it was like damn near seven days of travel and that's a lot for me i tap out of vacations like anywhere from day three to five uh, but i did like it i like that i got to see jamaica and the cayman islands that was fun and beautiful like that's something i would have never been able to do just to you know pop up quick trip back so that was i like that um my birthday i have no fucking idea when we do for my birthday i might be sitting in my living room i took the days off but the dates might change i don't no, I know now going to Jamaica 
in the Cayman Islands have always said this. I want to travel beyond, oh, let's go to Florida. Let's go to Texas. Let's go to, uh, you know, Nevada. Let's this. Let's, I want to do something beyond that. Like, it makes me think I want to go to another island. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually get, like, maybe do, like, a, um, a resort or something or an all-inclusive. Because I don't know what I want to do. Um, I put my job on here, and I don't know why. Oh, probably my styling. My styling, I don't know what that looks like. Um, I consistently personally shop for someone right now, but I don't know what it looks like as far as expansion. I have another closet coming up, but I just don't know if I'm going to stay in that realm or kind of, you know, go outside of that. And then the last thing is my mental health journey, just because I expect it to improve, um, but I don't know what that improvement or growth looks like. I don't know how fast that'll come or if it won't. Um, so those are my blind spots. Your blind spots are just something you're like unsure of or unaware of how it'll play out or like, mm-hmm. you know, like it's like the what ifs of next of this year now. My entire life, this entire year, I feel like I'm in a place in my life where I'm kind of just like confused and stuck and don't know what I want to do. And I'm just kind of like going with the flow, taking it day by day and just seeing where life takes me um for me i think it's a balance between intention and letting things flow i don't want to be so control focused on what happens that i don't allow room for sudden change um i have a blind spot i think career wise i enjoy what i want to do but when i left florida um my plan was to hone in and come up with processes for my virtual assistant um, work and allow that to pay for school for me to move back into the IT space. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed tech. So I am setting some intention around courses and school and all of that to get that done. Ideally, I would love to just work in the tech space for my current company because I do enjoy my employer um, as a whole. Um, relationship wise, um, I think that's a huge blind spot for me because, um, I'm not closed off from dating. I think it's more about meeting somebody that I actually like vibe with and enjoy. Mm -hmm. Um, but then also setting some intention because like I said before, like I'm kind of a like let it flow kind of person and not saying that like. I have a timeline for marriage, but like the intertwining of lives is really important to me. And I didn't do that before. So like, I would like to do that in my next relationship, just being clear on like, I want a certain level of connection um, with somebody. Friendships is a blind spot for me right now. Um, You guys, we talked offline about that. Um, Just showing up as my, my best self in my friendships and being, you know, the best possible friend that I can be, um, best possible daughter that I can be, God, mom. You know, all that wonderful stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know if it looks like letting some things go or like what. So, yeah. yeah. Um, number six is what made me the happiest. Uh, mind is finding myself and my worth again. I'm still working on that, obviously, but like it feels good to feel me again without fear of punishment, judgment, lack of worthiness, all that type of stuff. It feels good to just be able to breathe and like enjoy every moment. Like when you were speaking about just like 
existing. I've always been the person that overplays my past left and right and then overworries my future. Like Blaze just said, I was freaking out about my house. I'm like, what's it going to look like? Am I going to have it? Am I going to not? <laughs> and I've been living in this realm of like, it is what the fuck it is. Like no longer letting my past replay in my head and shape me um, and understanding that it was what it was when it was. And that doesn't mean that that's what has to be moving forward. Mm -hmm. And then not putting so much pressure on myself for what the future looks like. Because for me, it's always about like, I mean, everything in the future, whether it's the next five minutes or five years. And it is the best peace I've ever had. Like mm -hmm. just to simply exist every day and kind of what I was explaining to y'all earlier, um, off air, offline, off air, like just genuinely enjoying my moments in time with people, just existing, mm -hmm. not going are you going to be friends forever? What the fuck? No, just enjoying where we are and enjoying the peace and happiness and laughter and vibes that we have. And that's my second one is like, my friends make me the happiest. Like laughing with you guys, opening up to you guys, getting my healing and my peace and advice and everything from you guys. It just comes naturally and none of it feels like a burden. Yeah. It's not like, damn, we got to give each other advice. Like it's just existing with you guys um, and meeting new people that can come into those spaces as well and be healthy people. Um, and then my fitness journey, because you and I have talked about this, like being in the gym in general, especially when you don't want to go is the best time that you should be in there. Even if you're half-assing your workout, being in there alone makes you feel better that you went in there and moved and did something. Cause there were so many times last year where I just didn't want to fucking go, but I knew I had to cause today me thinks, you know, past me. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I hit my eight years in December, so we're still going. Um, I got a, a race at my job, um, and then my new car made me very happy because it's nice to have technology and be able to lock my doors with a button <laughs> and unlock them. Um, but yeah, what made you guys the happiest? Um, this question was hard for me because I feel like a lot of the things that should have been making me happy weren't. Like... I don't know, just every aspect of my life, I was just not happy. I didn't even like being around people. Like, mm -hmm. people, being around people give me anxiety, and it just frustrates me. And I don't know what that was all about, but, like, just having someone right here, and they can even look at me and talk to me fucking bothers me. <laughs> and I don't even, I don't know why, but, like, I think part of it was just who I was around, but also, like, even being a mom. Like, I love my kids. Okay, I would die for them. I would kill for them. Anything. But it's just like even being a mom was frustrating. And even mm -hmm. though I should be happy, like, oh, I have my babies. But y'all know they got the issues. <laughs> and it was just so stressful for me. So it's like I don't really have anything that really like really made me happy. Like I want to say therapy, but even, I don't even want to say that because it challenged me. And I had to talk about a lot of uncomfortable things. And I just I wasn't feeling it. Mm -hmm. That's real. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. what should make you happiest is recognizing that yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking um hmm um I think that my relationships with my friends made me happy in 2022 um I you got you guys have heard me say this before like I have a certain level of friendship with my core group of friends that is just like what I'm realizing now is what a lot of people hope for um is what we have and 
I'm very appreciative of that. I hope that the level of vulnerability and just comfort and security and safety and all of that that I have with my friends that I can achieve that in a romantic relationship. Um, my God kids made me really happy um, just to see like their milestones. Like we have one who is now a teenager officially, mm-hmm. one who's kind of like almost there and he's just getting taller by the day. And then the baby who's just like not a baby anymore um watching them just kind of grow and evolve was really exciting to see this past year um and then I think just also watching myself grow if that makes sense Mm -hmm. like I can pinpoint changes in who I am that um I think I can just attribute to like me doing the work Mm -hmm. um spiritually um, just in generally just trying to be a better person. Um, so my, my own personal growth, I think also made me happy in 2022. Nice. All right. Last but not least, a person you had, a person you couldn't have got, what the hell, a person you couldn't have gotten through it without them. Um, I put God, of course, cause the way that man gave me strength is something I will never understand. Cause I thought I was about to be taken out mm-hmm. a couple times in 2022 part of 2021 too. My cousin, Caitlin, I literally have a K on the back of my right arm. People think it's for me because my name is Kim. Um, It's for Caitlin. She literally, I mean, from the time I was young, like I can vividly remember like 12 and up. She tells me even younger, like I remember her being there because we're a seven year age gap. So I remember her being there for me, no matter what, helping me navigate through life like what an older sibling would be because she had seven years experience ahead of time. Like taught me how to drive, gave me my first job. Um, I mean, when I was getting my first car, she was there. When I bought my house, she was there. When I started college, like she showed me how to apply for college. She showed me where to go to college. Like she's literally shown me every aspect of my life. And I couldn't, I literally couldn't be here today without her. Like hundred percent. Um, my close friends, which includes you all, like I couldn't, function or be able to breathe without having people surround me and uplift me and hold me accountable for being a better me like Mm -hmm. putting me in check in the healthy ways like do you not know who the fuck you are do you not know what you're worthy of do you not know that you deserve better not why would you put yourself through that no like do you know that you deserve better you know Mm -hmm. speaking positive words to me because I had a lot of word curses spoken against me Mm. um And then my parents, my parents shocked the fuck out of me for how they showed up this year. Like when I was going through shit in my last relationship, I remember running to my mom's house and she held me like I was two years old. Like it's, it's making me sad to talk about it, but her, like the mom heart that she had, like seeing me go through something that could have taken my life and could have, you know, really taken me down. Like seeing her step up in the ways that she did was like holy shit, like, because I've always had to be the one there for her, Mm -hmm. um, and my dad, my dad is just, (laughs) my dad's just my dad, you know him personally, he's just, he just exists, like, we all think he has Asperger's, but he's not diagnosed, but my therapist was like, "Mm, if I knew him, I could diagnose him, but he has it, Mm -hmm. and so he's just emotionally unavailable, he's socially awkward and weird, but, like, this man doesn't miss a beat, like, every day he sends me a Bible verse to to wake up to, every day, he, like, he never fails. When I was on my cruise, he sent all five of them that I missed when I got back. And I was like, dad, what the fuck? 
Um, he was always checking. I was. I was like, oh my God. Like, he just doesn't do shit like that. Like, he walked into my job randomly with a fucking ceramic heart that says love on it. He doesn't do things. He literally pulled up, no warning, and I was like, is that my dad? And he walks in, and he was like, I got this for you. And he put it on the table and left. Didn't say anything. And I looked at him and was like, oh my God. And I started crying, because I'm like, he doesn't fucking do that for me. So, like, seeing my parents step up and be like, no, nah, like, my kid has to make it. Like, she mm-hmm. has to be here. She has to be healthy. She has to do better than we did. Like, we gonna be here for her. Um, but yeah, that's it right now. I'm gonna say friends and family, like my sisters, even though we're 12 years apart, we're so close now that they're older and almost 21. Um, like, we even do this thing with my mom where we all sit down and we do um, shadow work. Mm. And that has helped us grow so close because growing up, my mom wasn't really like there emotionally. We never sat and like did homework together and talked about things. And But now she seeing her recognize and like acknowledge where she went wrong and like actually like building a bond with us like it's amazing and i love it and it inspires me to do those things with my kids because Mm -hmm. even though me and my kids drive each other crazy they've also been a big part of like just growing me as a person and they motivate me to want to be better um and i don't know if i would have ever been in a hurry to do that if i didn't have kids Mm. um and then of course, my friends, um, because y'all deal with my shit and my back and forth and up and down and crazy. Don't do that. <laughs> my craziness and my indecisiveness and all of that stuff. So I'm very thankful for you guys. And you guys definitely helped push me through. When I was because we love you, friends. Uh-huh. For those who don't know, what shadow work? Um, so I don't really know, like, the definition. But, like, I know when you Google it, you basically... It'll have, like, a question. It'll be like, um, I don't know. It makes you think deep about your life. So, like, what's one thing that you wish you could have done better or whatever? It's, like, some deep-ass fucking question that you really have to sit and think about and you write it out. And so we always have, like, a couple questions that we talk about when we go around the room and we answer it. Like, I don't Is know. Is it kind of, like, addressing, like, the darker sides of yourself that you don't show people? Yes, okay. it can be that too, okay. or just even just like healing work too. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. What was the question again? Um, <laughs> oh, people you couldn't have gotten through the year without. Got it. Or a person. Got it. Um, I think my friends absolutely like they're my my backbone for sure. Um, my little sister. She's 21 now, and she's having a baby. So when she do? She's due May third. So cute. Um. We've always been, so, I first seen her when she was coming home from the hospital, and then I did not see her again until she was, like, I didn't see them again until they were maybe 8 and 11, something like that, and so, like, we've always, like, when they were younger, we would always talk on the phone, but I never, my dad just wasn't around for us to, like, bridge the gap, so once we were finally able to... Um, I went to go see them around that time, and so like just. How did you get scared? That, yeah, that scared the fuck out of me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Trauma speaks. Anyway. <laughs> um. So like just watching her grow into just this beautiful young woman, like she was 
determined to move out and she was determined to like get a job and get a car and like really step into adulthood and like me just trying to like guide her along the way like I know y'all gonna listen to me tonight right now but it'll manifest later you know whatever so she's one person I couldn't make it without and then I would say my church family um I would offer to anyone like if you're not rooted and grounded in something get rooted and grounded in something i'm not saying it's got to be christianity um that is my belief system but just get group just get grounded in something and get around community um, and have some kind of belief system for yourself and some kind of moral compass for yourself whatever that may look like for you um but my church family has helped me tremendously just kind of figure out who i am and what i want to do and encouraging me along the way and just building my faith and just like really learning that like god is who he say he is you know mm -hmm. like he's never not shown up for me so Thanks. yeah that's it okay i got a question but i don't want to talk about it on the show because we've already been here for so long but like why do we have more security and like trust in our friends than in our relate our relationships with men i actually answered this for myself and again this could be difference of opinion but i answered this for myself i want to say maybe a month or two ago and because i kept asking myself why would i be so worried that somebody would leave me but i don't think about that with my friends and obviously a lot of that is like abandonment issues from childhood but i'm like i i answered the same question i was like oh because i've my friends have showed me Friends and family have showed me that they're not going anywhere. Obviously, shit could happen and, like, we could, you know, get into an argument. I don't talk to my cousin again. But, again, the level that she has shown up for me, I have no doubt in my mind that she'll be around forever. Ever. Like, God willing. Obviously, none of us pass. But I don't have that security yet in somebody that I'm just dating because there hasn't been a peace shown to me personally with anybody that I've dated. That longevity is there. Like, it's casually talked about. Like, you know, like, what if we did get married? What if we do have kids? What if this? What if that? But there hasn't been enough... Again, I'm seeking this in a future partner. But there hasn't been enough security, consistency, stability provided in a man that my friends and family have given me. There's just not. Like, you two, I don't expect you to go anywhere. I just mm -hmm. don't. You could. I have no fucking idea. But the way that I trust... How you two have shown up for me in the ways that you have, I don't think that that would ever go anywhere. Okay. Maybe that's wrong, but. Um, I don't have an answer. I just want to know how y'all feel. I'm still processing. I agree with Kim. I think it's just the longevity of a relationship. And with our friends, typically we've been around them. Like I said, my friendships are over 20 years. So mm -hmm. like they've seen all parts of me I've seen all parts of them and there's a certain level of security and vulner vulnerability that comes with knowing that like you're really doing life <laughs> like we have proven the test of time we're really doing life and we're in this thing uh, forever and those relationships mean so much to me that I'm willing to fight for them mm -hmm. um, I think as it pertains to like men and I think I might want to have Blaze answer this for me um, I have yet to stand the test of time with a man 
And I think it gets a little bit tricky when you start throwing romantic feelings and sex and what you want versus what they want. And you're not hearing me and you don't see me and Mm -hmm. all of that into the mix. I actually had to call my best friend a couple of months ago, my male best friend, and literally cried on the phone with him, just thanking him for being constant in my life. Like, he's the only man, like, not even my dad, not my Mm -hmm. stepdad, that has shown me that, like, he has my back. Like, he would go to war for me, and I would go to war for him. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And it's just a friend level. He doesn't want anything from me. I don't want anything from him. Mm -hmm. Um, I just don't think that I have been able to reach that place with somebody um, romantically where it's like, regardless of what happens, I actually want to do this and I want to do it with you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So do you think it's easier with our friends because we don't have to deal with them on that level? More than likely. That's partly true, yeah, too, because Mm -hmm. obviously with a partner, you see them all day, every day, Um, just depending on your dynamic. Obviously, not everybody lives together, but eventually you would. But again, you'd have to see all those parts of that person to be accepting. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, I know somebody who married her husband in like six months and they've been together for, I don't know, probably damn near 20 years. And I'm like, how how did y'all navigate that? Oh, I see you in this and that. Because they were long distance and got married. And I'm like, it worked for them, but it didn't work for everybody. And for me, I don't know if I could ever do that because I want to see those parts of people because that's how I've weeded out friends. Mm -hmm. I was, y'all hear me all the time. I was friends with me for 13 years and I was like, I can't do it because as I grew and evolved, that person didn't. So it scares me that somebody that I'm going to set up my life with, if they're not that way. I don't know. I just, I've never met a man where it's like, I've, I've seen all that you come with, the good, the bad. And it's like, regardless, I want to do this life thing with you. Right. I I haven't met that person yet. And maybe I need to check myself on that. But like, (laughs) I just, I haven't. it's no real investment you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like and that's the thing i don't think we take enough time when it comes to like potential romantic relationships to actually get to know somebody as a friend like me and tuck have stood the test of time because we are friends that is my Mm -hmm. nigga like you know what Mm -hmm. i mean but like we're so quick to jump into like the sex aspect or like just this whole commitment or like with somebody or this i should say um, undiscussed commitment because we don't even communicate like what it is that we want, but then we expect somebody to mm-hmm. meet our standards um, to really like stand the test of time with somebody because there's no friendship. There's no friendship. We meet somebody, we text, we may go out of here and there. The next thing, you know, we fucking after like a couple months. That's why like I always say like, I'm gonna stall a nigga out if I can. Cause like, I might not like you after yeah. four months and I see how you handle your family or how you handle, you know, people when we're out to eat or handle your own friends, you know what I mean? So like, I try to see all parts of somebody before I'm like, mm, yep. I want to commit myself to you in that way. Yep. I agree and that's what I'm working on now is I don't know if I said this on here or not before the show. Is like dating somebody before you become their full-blown partner. Because I've been known to hop into shit like that within a month. And that's Sam perfect because I'm sure it's niggas that didn't look at me and be like, eh, nope, don't want to do that with her. So, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it goes, both, goes ways. both ways. But Can you? Yeah. Um, I don't know the first part that you said, that you, when you said my name. Um, I was just saying, like, we, I, I haven't been able to, to stand the test of time with a man. Okay. Yeah. But you said it though already. Like I, I heard everything else. What you were pretty much saying was that you haven't built anything on a solid foundation. For sure. So what you're doing is you're just dating, and then you get to know them, and you you're dating the representative, and you 
with your representative and then you are y'all eventually you're attracted to them you got good energy with them you want to have a physical relationship with them and then the hard part comes then the rep so here's a here's the thing that i do i say this all the time hey i'm not interested in the honeymoon phase so i'm not even taking this serious until we have a disagreement Fair. It's not even, I'm not, a, you can have sex, you can do whatever you want to do, but I, but Johnny's not taking it serious. Blaze is not taking it serious until I see how we interact after we don't agree. Then we can talk about a relationship because until then, we just been bullshitting. And so that's how I treat it. And I try my best, you know, shout out to my, my guys, what we talking about, because right now they would say I'm pandering right now. <laughs> but I try not to have sex while I'm getting to know somebody. Yeah, it's healthy. I try, right? Because especially when in my situation, <laughs> I, I bring these qualities and then I'm trying not to smash you. They looking at me like, oh, I'm marrying him today. Um, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. But I, try, I I would say, just try to keep, you're doing, you're on the right path. Mm. Just keep trying to build a foundation with somebody. Understand that that little phase where you just all smitten about them and oh, I love him. <laughs> It's just, it will fade. Yeah, it will fade <laughs> for sure. And then when you know that you want to be with somebody and you love them even through their flaws, that's a different type of thing. Mm. Yeah. Because if you love me, like, like I can't stand blah, 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 but I can't be without them. It's just not happening. Mm. Then you'll be all right. Nice. I love it. Okay, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in. This show longest show. This show long as a motherfucker. Is it? How long? It's two hours and thirty minutes. Yeah, we ain't had two hours and thirty. We ain't had one in a minute. Why? But um, but yeah, thank you for listening, guys. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe, and you can follow us on social media. Our Instagram is Take Control Podcast. Our Twitter is Take Control Pod. And yeah, and engage with them. So if you feel like you agree with certain <laughs> things, hit them up. Please let them know that you agree with it. Yes. If you think if you disagree with them, hit them up and let them know. Cause I ain't about to be, she ain't about to be dragging me in here doing podcasts <laughs> a day after my podcast. You know how long and about I will. <laughs> and will. The fuck? It's six forty-eight. I gotta do the video. But we appreciate the audio. you. Thank you. We do. Thank but you. But we gotta catch up because it's been it's been a minute. Mm-hmm. We gotta catch up. Happy so, New Year. We appreciate you. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.